Beast Wars, we're back for more. Beast Machines is next, it's true. What else were we gonna do? Break the host with Welcome to War and Beast, the podcast that when you need to figure things out, you just sit down in a cave for quite a long time. I'm Greg. I'm Emily. I'm Jordan. I'm Kendall. Uh, and I'm Mike. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I know, Mike, it's it's a little bit different than TWA. You know, um, always yes. introduce our guests. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I'm used to being prompted. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> As everybody can tell, we have a guest this week. We've got Mike from Teenagers with Attitude with us. Yeah, Hi Mike, there. my wonderful boyfriend. Oh, thank you. Aw. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> God, it's on a podcast now. <laughs> we um, Originally, we wanted to have Mike on for the first episode. Unfortunately, scheduling-wise, it didn't work out too well, but we have him here for this episode. So we're very happy to have you. And of course, this week we are reviewing uh, season one, episode two of Beast Machines, Master of the House. Now, before we get into the IMDb and TF wiki, uh, Mike, do you have any history with Transformers that you would like to share with us? I have watched the first two episodes of Beast Machines. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's it. That's it. That's all. You haven't watched any of the Michael Bay movies? Nope. That's good. Oh, oh. <laughs> I, I think I saw bits and pieces of Beast Wars while channel flipping as a kid, but yeah, that's the long and short of it. <laughs> but I mean, you've listened to every episode of War and Beast, right? I know, because your girlfriend is on it, so you have to support her. <laughs> right, yeah, and that's and that's why I know all the, the, the memes and the catchphrases, you know? <laughs> change, shape, and forward march. <laughs> <laughs> I have never heard that particular take on it before, and I don't think I'll ever forget it now. Like, uh, like Transformers comic that takes place in like uh, uh, medieval ages, where they didn't, you know, they didn't say roll out because you know that wasn't really a concept. So <laughs> I like the red main Okay, completely making that up. Yeah, well, no, I just was like, I mean, they had wheels in the Middle Ages. Yeah, yeah but true. only the but only the king and queen could afford them. <laughs> okay. I think that's true. Merchants like. <laughs> I'm sorry, em- Emily. If there's one person on this uh, on this podcast who is an expert in wheels, it's definitely Jordan. <laughs> Transformers back then would transform into like ca- caravans and shit. If they were around, no, they would they would combine to transform into one dragon, like in the uh, canonical, uh, like like in the canon of uh, Michael Bay. <laughs> Uh-huh. But they didn't have cannons in in medieval times. <laughs> I, I mean, they had the wheels to put them on, but they didn't. They didn't have the cannons. Oh my the, god! The dragons <laughs> did did we bring Joel onto the podcast? <laughs> listen, had te- Joel on. <laughs> listen, teachers with attitude is just a collection of punsters just trying to like outdo each other until someone actually dies. <laughs> I, w- I will say that I will say that. Um, 
Mike and Joel were the two Teenagers with Attitude co-hosts that I mixed up for the longest. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. I don't I know recognize... which of the two of us should feel more insulted. <laughs> I recognized Mike's voice very early as a different, as a separate person. So. Oh, yes. Um, as many I'm sure have heard in TWA and various other podcasts, we have a Slack chat. And there have been numerous times now where I've told Mike this, but... A, one of the very first times that I listened to TWA with my wife and she was freaking out. was like, why is Ryan Seacrest on this podcast? And I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, he sounds like Ryan Seacrest. (laughs) I I appreciate it. I think that's a compliment, but I is a a radio host guy. So I guess it's a compliment. I, I don't hear it myself. (laughs) <laughs> oh, she, she Today from... we're counting down the top ten Transformer robots. <laughs> but yes, so well, see when we talk radio hosts and 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 Transformers, all I can think about is Casey Kasem. Ah, yeah. Sorry to bring it down, but he did a lot of voices for he for the did. show, and he had a bit of a love hate relationship towards the end of it, unfortunately. Yeah. But, so uh, but, so it wasn't a hate hate relationship. So IMDb. Um, <laughs> I have. I so suspect... We're gonna look up Casey Kasem on IMDb, and we're just, gonna, we're just gonna read that for a while. I, uh, you know, you know, Mike, the way the IMDb section of Beast Machines has been lately, I have been trying to stretch the segment out for various reasons. So that wouldn't be the worst idea, but I think I am lately? gonna skip that. I mean, they only had two Beast Machines episodes. There's a second one, so not lately is a well is an appropriate. I think I think the the season premiere had like one piece of trivia, and this this one has two, and one of them is an animation mistake. Uh, yeah. I mean, maybe maybe it'll just keep growing. Like episode three, you'll have three of them, and then by the time you get to the end, you'll have uh, how like many episodes 26? of Beast Machines are there? Yeah, twenty six. I, I don't think that's how IMDb trivia works. <laughs> See, what typically happens is they start at the beginning. People start at the beginning with writing trivia and then they taper off midway through. And yeah, anyway. This is what happened with Beast Wars. So when Black Yeah, I mean, by the time we were finished with Beast Wars, they stopped putting the uh, Japanese episode title in. Um, when Black Arachnia's web captures the aerodrones, not only does it stretch out, but also grows thicker due to an animation error. Huh. Wait. So they're both animation errors. When Black Arachnia is crawling on the ceiling, her shadow doesn't touch the tips of her legs. This so they're both, they're both Black Arachnia. She's floating too. rather than touching the surface. That is all the trivia that I have. Jordan, your turn. <laughs> so some continuity. to come up with a new segment. <laughs> <laughs> so they brought up some continuity errors. Uh, like, basically, they wanted to know how Cheater Fall Black Arachnia arachnia up what appears to be a perfectly smooth vertical pipe does his new boost mode come with magnetic paws uh and I then it asks how does i i assume he ricocheted jumped like he did earlier yeah yeah i was thinking maybe jumped up there. he wall jumped like uh samus yeah uh anyway or he was like hey can you carry me hot chick <laughs> lady that i have a creepy crush on and uh how does black trap later so <laughs> How does Black Arachnia, who's born on prehistoric Earth, know what the Cybertron InfoCore even is? I'm not that, okay. Yeah, that's that's, that's seems weird... like an obvious goof because I know nothing about the show and I caught that. Yeah, like I yeah. mean, it's never been really clear how much uh, the protoforms that were born on Earth actually know about Cybertron because, like, 
Tigertron didn't know some of the stuff, but, and he and he acted like he was never he's never been there when they were talking to about. To be fair, they specifically said Tigertron's like like identity circuits are messed up. Also, yeah. also, I'm wasn't Black Arachnia the one that figured out about the history of Starscream? Like she knows, yeah, the Cybertron so, history. That's true. So maybe she just has a lot of history. <laughs> also, from from before. Also, didn't she have like all of history's knowledge? in her body when for uh, she she had a- access codes i guess to translate uh the teletran one which yeah. got from the disc yeah that wasn't the actual um, she didn't actually have the disc information yeah. stored and all of this is flying over michael's head <laughs> she had some sorry. kind of sorry she had some kind of I mean, crazy listen, knowledge a, stuff it's a podcast to talk about transformers you don't have to worry about letting me keep up like <laughs> do your thing I just think it's funny. <laughs> um, it also mentions that uh, Black Rachna is either a very fast whip spender or those jet drones took their time. And then, um, um, yeah, I'd say and, either or with that one. Yeah, and then two more continuity errors they mentioned is that it's never been made clear why Megatron is suddenly, you know, uh, against organic alternate modes. Uh, you know, presumably something happened when he arrived on Cybertron, but that's never actually ever explored and. I'm pretty sure it is never explored in the in the series itself. Mm-hmm. I've got an explanation. Megatron <laughs> has been getting crazier and crazier over the course of Beast Wars and into now. So it him arbitrarily deciding that organics are annoying doesn't seem like that much of a stretch to me at all. Yeah, good point. And then they mentioned that Megatron still has uh, a similar body. T- type to what he was at the end of beast wars which was almost comparable in size to optimal optimus uh but now that optimus prime you know optimus prime was back in a uh a somewhat you know normal size gorilla form they're still the same size so they think the size incongruency there is just kind of interesting so everybody uh, got bigger megatron shrunk <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, shrunk in the wash. Because it's not, well, because it's not, I mean, it's not the model from the end. So, assumedly, he got reformatted somehow, too. Yeah, I mean, as I said, like, Mm. many of the main reasons I point out the continuity is mentioned is there is because sometimes they bring up fun conversations. Right, right, right. Yeah. And and sometimes it's, sometimes it's, uh, it's overly, I get to, I get to yell at nerds because I'm, I'm a super jock guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, the guy oh. who was talking about his new gift, his new uh, toy. What right before we started recording was a recorder. <laughs> wow, call out. <laughs> well, he played. He played the recorder right before. Wait, you were you were away from the computer when that happened? Yeah, right? he, he no, played was, a very nice. He, he played a very nice rend, rendition of Hot Cross Buns. Very nice. Yep. Ear screeching mm. rendition. I'm a cool guy. I'm a cool guy. <laughs> So now we've got uh, basically we've got some uh, continuity notes and then some trivia and that's it for the TF wiki here. But uh, it says here Cheetor welcomes Black Arachne to Cybertropius. The latter has never been to Cybertron before, having emerged from a stasis pod on ancient Earth. And that Megatron claims that the Maximals lost the Beast Wars, but since uh, Optimus is amnesiac and Megatron did escape to conquer Cybertron. Uh, this is obviously a taunt and not Bob Skur ignoring the end of Nemesis Part 2. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, like, it, it, it's he's saying that, like, you guys thought you won, but really, we yeah. I won in the end. Um, yeah. 
Plus, like, I just want to mention, too, like, I was going to mention that when we get to it, but the fact that Shiro points out that, like, Black Rackney is not from Cybertron, and then she immediately has information about Cybertron is what yeah. makes that all kind of weird. Like, you can, you, we, we talked about it, and you kind of explain why she knows about it, but it's also, like, kind of weird it's right next to each other like that. Yeah, yeah. like like I, like I we were saying, like, the only thing that might be is that she does have some just general knowledge and just knows that cities in Cybertron have InfoCores, maybe? I don't know. So, um, so this, I will say this, this scene sort of brought up a thing in fiction that has always kind of bugged me a little bit. And I can only think of one other example, but I'm sure there's others. Uh, they taught, he says you lost the beast wars. Like there were multiple wars. Like it was kind of all one war. Like if anything, <laughs> if anything, like beast wars and beast machines should be like those two things are the beast wars because there was one on earth and one on Cybertron. But it's all kind of what, and they do that in, I mean, it's like, you know, the other big example is the Clone Wars in Star Wars, which, you know, it's just a, it was something that was created off of a random line from the first Star Wars movie and then became like a thing that actually happened a really specific historical event. Again, just one war, but they called it Wars. Also, it's just weird in general to like have like the established name for the war while a war is going on. Because, like, wars tend to be named after the fact based on, like, either how long they last or, like, who all ends up involved right, right. or what happens as a result. You know, like, we didn't call it World War One while it was World War One. Uh-huh. Yeah. No. Yeah, they didn't call it, they didn't call it the, the, the Seven Years' War. Uh, Which is, <laughs> it's, it's alternative yeah. to uh, yeah. to uh, Beast Wars, where, like, the second episode. Yeah. Yeah. They literally the name it the Beast it. Wars. Yeah. Oh, it shall be called the Beast Wars. And it's like, yeah. okay, See, they want to make sure no one would get it wrong. Sure. <laughs> I, I actually, I'm, I'm actually more forgiving of them just naming things because that's just that's sort of how the branding of this show works. Mm-hmm. You, you know, was, <laughs> like how they they independently decide to call everyone Transmetals and Fusors. That's true. Um, and I would say like another a case of a war that got named during it, but also it's like a really long one. Was it? I've, I've just been watching rewatching Avatar: The Last Airbender, and they call it the Hundred Year War, like in the beginning of a series, but it's been going on for a hundred years. So fair. Oh, okay. <laughs> Mind yeah. you, there was there was the Gulf War that they pretty much called the Gulf War from the early onset, didn't they? I mean, that ended in like four days. Yeah, true. Well, you know what? Maybe maybe it's because it's modern because when you think of more recent wars, you know, the the war the war in Iraq, the war in Afghanistan, the Vietnam War. I mean, was World War Two called World War Two during World War Two? No. no. Okay. No. I wasn't sure about that one, but you know, probably from Korea on. So that somebody realized that the branding is better if you name the war during the war. I mean, you know, it'll stick. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that's a lot easier if you're, like, fighting one country, generally yes. speaking. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And they're just, they're just beasts fighting beasts. So Beast Wars, it works. <laughs> we need to talk on, oh. about beast on beast violence. No. Um, anyway. No. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, so. Time for Maximal some beast El- on beast crime. Maximal's re- uh, elders have re- uh, received infrequent me- mentions throughout Beast Wars. It's not clock clear how megatron got rid of them but as rampage proves maybe it's not such a bad thing and they've been taken that they've been taken out of the picture 
Mm. So no more illegal. Uh, well, I think Megatron <laughs> being in charge is worse than the council. But yeah, yeah. Seeing <laughs> yeah. what happens, and we'll see. Um, and finally, it just takes note that uh, Megatron. Well, I don't want to get too more into because we're probably going to get into it. Just that Megatron uh, form has, you know, drastically changed. Uh, specifically in robot form, his cloak now kind of cha- has changed appearance to look more like uh, like leather ribbons or something like that, that that cloaks around him instead of the dragon wings he used to have. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's pointed out because the those those uh, the the ribbons aren't part of the control helmet that he is currently wearing in most of the scenes in this episode. Yeah. And then finally, as continuity noted, is the gadget powers of rat trap wheels, an automated tail mounted screwdriver in beast mode. So I like to think his tail is an Omni tool. Yeah, pretty much yeah. is. Mm-hmm. And then finally, there's one just bit of uh, trivia where Megatron is scarred across his right eye. Whatever did that to, to him between the end of the beast wars and the start of the beast machines is a mystery, which to this day has not been explained. He was in a, he was in a lightsaber duel with Asajj Ventress. <laughs> oh, no, check, checks out. Looking at my notes here, checks out. Yeah, yeah you guys, she went did to you guys ever watch the? Did you guys ever watch the the Gendy Tartakovsky uh, Transformers series that takes place in between these? Oh, oh God, yeah. yes. <laughs> it had Jedi Shaggy in it. Why wouldn't you want to watch it? <laughs> like I feel a disturbance in the Force, man. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Zoinks, I feel present I haven't felt in a long time. <laughs> Jinkies. <laughs> uh, okay, that, that got away from me that, real quick. <laughs> <laughs> or what? Uh, any, any other trivia, Jordan? Um, no, that's pretty much it. Great. All right. So, yeah, let's get into the meat and potatoes of this. Okay, okay so, so before we, right before we start this, let me ask you guys. Did any of you guys, when you hear the theme song to Beast Machines, randomly shout Mortal Kombat? Uh, I didn't understand why you would. (laughs) Mostly, I was just like, through the intro and through the whole episode, I was really impressed that they managed to get Trent uh, Trent Reznor to do the fucking uh, soundtrack for the show. Because you got to understand, I don't know things about video games. And I was like, why am I randomly screaming Mortal Kombat? And so I ha- I listened to the Mortal Kombat song. It is the exact same drum part. Oh, so oh. I mean, I remember the 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 Mortal Kombat uh, theme song and like remastered versions of it. And mm-hmm. they did kind of come out around this time. It's it's like it's it's the the once once the sort once the sort of techno drum beat starts. If you listen to it, it <laughs> is the exact same thing. Greg, you should put it in to the episode editing <laughs> right now and then. People, the listeners will agree with me. Oh, and then, try and, and every, so and try then, and layer the Mortal Kombat and the Beast Machines theme we'll, we'll just do them. over one you another. Can just do them next to each other. <laughs> okay, so play Beast Machines and then Mortal Kombat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And then play any given track from Pretty Hate Machine, so people will get my joke. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Note to self: put music in here.
can we? Can oh. we? Oh, sorry. No, go ahead, Jordan. I was gonna say, can we insert us saying the names of the fighters like they do in the song? You know, like Liu Kang. Oh God. Cheetor. <laughs> Kano. Look, Blackarachnia. Megatron. <laughs> okay, could could the could the heroes from Mortal Kombat defeat the the Transformer robots? <laughs> Well, I think which Mortal Kombat? Yeah, I... uh, let's let's go with the modern iteration, the, okay. the, the like the MK9 MKX iteration. Mm, I think like maybe... it's 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 a it's a it's a Mortal Kombat versus DC situation, except instead of DC, they're just like gorilla robots. I think it would at least be a fair fight if if not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like I mean. Well, I was about to say Mortal Kombat people have like literal magic, but I guess so do Transformers? <laughs> question mark. These machines they seem to. Yeah. There's definitely a, like a spiritualism yeah. aspect to Beast Machines, so I could see that. Um, to be honest, I'm kind of into that. I'm kind of into this idea of like this is a planet of computer people, but also they've got like a god. It's it's kind of nice. It's cool. Yeah, I love um, some of the they have about their god like primus and and stuff like that because sometimes it goes very so wildly in a few instances the planet itself is their god and it can transform and it's crazy i mean legitimately this i mean we're going to dive into the episode here momentarily but i mean <laughs> this is this is good this was good transformers like yeah i like that i think i think i mean maybe the show goes downhill i don't know but i mean if the first I'm happy if the first two episodes, even if the rest of the episodes are are garbage, like I think I still like Beast Machines. So can can I just give a, a general like overall impression of what I watched so far as sort of an outsider to the series coming in? Sure. Uh, I really dig basically everything about what's going on with these first two episodes narratively. I love that we started Medius Res. I love this whole idea of like just the scale of what Megatron has done. And I mean, we'll get to it and just the, like, again, like the weird fucking robot religion stuff. Like I, I, I love the character interactions. The voice acting's great. I love nearly everything about these two episodes, but boy, howdy, the, the visual design after they get their upgrades. Mm. <laughs> mm, uh, mm. Mm, no, no, <laughs> not so much. Are, you're talking specifically about the robot forms, or the or the the robot as well as beast Ca- forms. Basically, uh, the the robot beast combinations, and also the robot forms, kind of everything. And the thing is, like, I, I actually really dig the animation style and the use of color and the designs of the city and the bad guys. Like, up until they stepped into the Oracle and like Optimus turned into like a monkey with wires coming all through his skin, like or or whatever and the fuck's going on there. Like up until that point, I really loved everything about the way the show looks. And then he steps into the portal and is like, oh, I'm upgraded. Take a look at me. And I'm like, oh, oh, no. Oh, 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 no. Is there a warranty? Fuck. <laughs> that's what that's what Rat Trap so, says. I think. So, so I, I I mean, I I like the beast, the beast mode designs, especially. But uh, I think the, the thing you have to do, Mike, is you have to start at the beginning of Beast Wars where they have those – I mean those those designs that you see at the beginning of Beast Machines are the season one designs from Beast Wars. And slowly the designs get worse over the course of Beast Wars. So you, they kind of wear you down. So then it's not so bad when you get these designs in Beast Machines. <laughs> I think, so, I think okay, that so, would be it. So the key to, to dealing with the fact that the – protagonists all look awful is to just get used to awful looking protagonists 
Yes. Well, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look up every version of Cheetor and show you, just so you can see like the difference in a. Uh... Actually, Optimus would be better. Optimus would, would be. Optimus is a yeah. better example of somebody who gets worse and worse and worse and worse, and then this is better. Uh, some of the fan arts, uh is still true to form, and I still kind of like it. But I think that's only certain characters. I will say though, even after the redesigns, and again, like I'm uh, not being a fan of them, admittedly, but like. I'm still I still love the actual like quality of the animation is really really good mm-hmm. especially yeah. considering how old it is. Uh like I like uh Optimus in particular is just really expressive. Like he's got these big old eyebrow things and they do a lot with those. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely an upgrade compared to what we had in Beast Wars like just overall aesthetic through through the whole thing. Like you said with with color and with shading and the environments it's you know, it's literally day and night, I suppose you could say. Like, Beast Wars, yeah, pretty much I, I everything really like is during they, the day. And Yeah, I really like what they do with uh, all of the various drones and how they all like, I, you know, because it's Transformers, they all like change into various modes. And I was I was super into the dudes who were like motorcycles and then turn into like unicycle gunmen at some yeah. point. Yeah, I like those two. Yeah. My one of those giant links again accidentally. Sorry. One I second. Th- <laughs> I think the uh, the the thing about the the um the like animation style in Beast Wars they were kind of doing as good as we can possibly do. Like they were trying to be I mean they couldn't be photorealistic, but if they could have been photorealistic, they would have chosen to do that. With Beast mm-hmm. Machines, they kind of they realize that the technology is is here and they take it just a step back so that they could be stylistic. And I think that, that that really works for the overall animation style. Oh, oh boy. I'm just posting <laughs> pictures of how Optimus changes over time. That's yeah. ooh, that yeah. That's from season one to season two. You haven't seen season three yet. <laughs> oh fuck, nuggets. Because like like season one, that's that's the first one. That's the the toy she posted. That look yeah. is good. I'm yeah. I'm into that look. Yeah, and his gorilla mode was the same as what you saw in episode one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See that, that that's um, solid. That's solid. Mm-hmm. And this is season three next to season two, Cheetor. Because season there's a season three Cheetor, but it's later in the season. Oh God. <laughs> oh God. And uh, why is he so orange? We <laughs> <laughs> don't really know. He's a cheetah. <laughs> no, he's no, talking no, about he's, I'm orange. <laughs> This is this is monkey he's, form, but he also has orange, a jet. There's a blue. jet form, and like a here. Actually, here's a all all four forms. I found a picture of it. Um. So like, what do you think of the beast machine designs after seeing me? <laughs> here's another one. All four God. forms. Oh. Mm. Mm. He's a jet mm. with fists. Oh. No. <laughs> You pointed, I pointed out before, but the jet with this I love because he actually. I, I love it too. I actually, I actually like Optimus, Optimus, but I understand why Ken and did, Michael don't. did they did they throw four darts at a color wheel? What happened? <laughs> yeah. I I, de- I described it as as like if you're it, when you're a kid and you have a Lego set and you kind of put you add you keep adding stuff to the to the Lego thing and adding and adding and adding until it's just this monstrosity. A comparison shot. Between yeah, because it's one. a now it's a now it's a burglar flying a spaceship through a pirate island. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. It's next to each other. Season one and three. But um, uh, yeah, like, oof. so what do you think of the, what do you think of the Beast Machine ones now? <laughs> I s- still think they maybe should have just stuck to the season one design. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
like there's there's still some weird colors with again with the again I'm not sure what those panels are supposed to be I don't know if they're again because they're they're like I they're kind of weirdly colored I they at least to me are they're evocative of like exposed wires which I think is something you wouldn't want but yeah. I don't know kind of like the, the side look but I get what you're saying yeah. Yeah, yeah I think the aesthetic that they were trying to go for is oh it's it's a combination of beast and bot it's you know it's not fully robot and it's not fully animal. It's a mix in between. And in some cases, it, I mean, last episode, I think the general consensus between the four of us was Optimus's gorilla mode wasn't too bad. And Cheetor's cheetah form was pretty spot on. We thought black yeah, arachnia was, uh-huh. yeah. Um, <laughs> we thought black arachnia was more reminiscent of a giant daddy long legs. And then some of us thought that rat trap looked like a zombie rat, but yeah, rat trap definitely looks like he's undead. Um, I'm kind of into black arachnia being more like genuinely, like kind of creepy and spindly and like genuinely spider like, mm-hmm. uh, like I think I, that I, just I, works. Her, her, her transformed mode is terrifying though. <laughs> see, I, yeah, I, I, I decided. Oh, really? To... See, I liked her transform form. Maybe I'm just biased. She's she's passable until she opens all the extra eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I, I gotta say, I, I gotta double down that. though. I gotta double down. My, I actually was pretty close to buying a rat trap toy this week because on eBay oh. because I really like that design a lot. Oh, I like I like rat trap's design a lot too. Like. I just and I just agree with the idea that with the green coloring and the uh, red wiring panel, he does kind of look like some kind of zombified thing. But I'd still like it. I like Rat Trap. Oh yeah, it's like one of my favorites. Yeah, I think it's just more. I think it's more of an it's an interpretation sort of thing. Yeah. Rather than it not necessarily being a good or a bad design that we're saying, it's just I think it's sort of an eye of the beholder sort of thing. I do wonder um, if maybe the fact that my like dislike of the new designs is so much more strong than the rest of yours is maybe coming from an attachment to the character because mm-hmm. like these are established characters that y'all already like and I have like I have no clue what the fuck is going on. That's very that's, true too. That's so that true. Like, might like said, be a factor. Might, like I said, like I might just be biased in Black Arachnia's case because mm. I literally have her toy. Like I bought her toy during this run of beast machines. So I obviously <laughs> like her a little bit more than some others. Um, what did you, did, so do you, did, did, what did you think of the rat trap toy, uh, Kendall, when you saw it? Cause um, you tried to buy it, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I looked at it and I mean, it's reasonably priced and I considered it. Uh, I I mean, I liked it. I don't do really you like it. Cause the toy doesn't really look like the show. The rat does, but the yeah. robot. Doesn't well, really. yeah, the, I mean, we haven't seen the robot yet. I don't know. Well, I'm letting you know it. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it was fine. I mean, it was fine. It was, I don't remember what it looked like. I was buying it for the beast mode. Like, I re- like, that's, that's probably, that may be my favorite beast mode in everything that we've seen. It may be better than the season one designs, I think. I, I think I like it better than the season one designs across the board. Ooh. Like, it may be my favorite beast mode design. I may change my mind. Uh, don't don't record me saying that, Kendall. <laughs> but uh, but I mean, it, it's like I haven't felt I haven't felt this strongly positive about a new design. I think in the entire series, except I also really like Optimus's uh, Optimus's gorilla form. But I think it's because I hated Optimal Optimus so much. Yeah, 
But I like the things that people don't like about these designs. So it, you know, they probably were designing the show for me personally. It's it's, yeah, it's it's okay to have like different opinions on it. Like whatever. Like I'm really glad that you like them, and I can. But I can understand why Michael doesn't like them. I'm a little like they're fine. That's my opinion. Like it's not, you know, they're not like the worst, and they're not like the best for me either. Okay. Passable. So one one more thing before we uh before we go into the episode because we do need to get into the episode. Yeah, we need to get into it. But uh, but the uh the transformation was done slightly different in this episode than in the first episode. Um, Mm -hmm. and I legitimately like the transformation sequences in this episode. It was more. It was. It was. It was still not the gears turning and the physical you know, look like the toy changing thing, but it was, it was kind of different. Did you guys notice that? Yeah. yeah maybe I did, like especially they, with Op- Optimus. It looked like it they warp a, more. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was a market improvement from just the bit, like the first episode was just a common writer henshin. Basically there was a flash of light and then he changed forms mm-hmm. and like, and again, not, not, I, I don't have anywhere near the level of familiarity with the series uh, that you all have, but I was always under the impression that like, the single coolest thing about Transformers is the bit where they go <laughs> like that's 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 the appeal. That's what you're here for. And yeah. if you don't have that or something resembling that, like why are you why are you Transformers? <laughs> By the way, I was always wondering why I like Transformers so much, and then I realized they're just toy puzzles for kids. Pretty oh, yeah. much, yeah. They're a puzzle action figure, which is a really neat idea. Yeah, they even have difficulty levels depending yeah. on which one you get. So. <laughs> What's what's the highest level? Is it is that is that just become the puzzle box from Hellraiser? <laughs> um, you know what? Not I've quite s- there. Um, it's actually the Millennium Puzzle is the highest level. No, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> the Millennium. Well, I was going to say Millennium Puzzles don't look hard to he- to do. To Dude, be honest, yeah. Like, apparently, it's, no it's... one did it in like a thousand years until like fucking over a thousand years, really, until uh, Yugi did it. So. Well, my son got a uh, a Darth Vader that turns into the Death Star one Christmas quite a few years back. We have not been able to transform it back into the Death Star from the <laughs> robot form in like five years. So, yeah, that might be almost up there with the Millennium Puzzle, I think. So having said that, though, I do kind of I am kind of glad that due to like recent uh, um materials they use and them stepping away from more of the harder metallic and ceramics that at least you can try like if you're even if you're doing it wrong you kind of force it things are made to pop out of sockets and be put back yes. without without breaking yeah. so i think that's one of the nicest things that have they've, they've kind of uh, established over the years is that it's much it's much harder to break it when you're trying to fiddle around with a transformation oh definitely yeah the one that no, i got you just like push a thing and then it transforms and then like it, yeah that there's a lot there's a whole line of them out yeah. now that like basically transform on their own yeah especially from the movies now yeah well yes getting to the episode at hand so they play the mortal Kombat theme <laughs> yes <laughs> definitely happens it's like a house sort of theme song i guess you could say or something like that master of the house <laughs> Yes, Master of the House theme. Uh, we we opened this episode on uh, the Maximals literally sitting in a cave. Uh, Optimus is sort of guiding them through this 
meditation, I guess you could say. We've got Cheetor and Black Arachnia, who are both pretty attentive. Um, Rat Trap, uh, once again, appears to be constipated <laughs> um, as he's sort of struggling with the instructions. And Optimus is sitting, is this giant gorilla sitting there cross legged, you know, sort of in this almost like yoga esque pose. Uh, giving instructions on finding their balance. He's like in Zenigata's floating pose. Yeah. Um, so it's something weird about this is that to kind of fit with the whole like Zen mantra angle they're going with for like their their transformation and how like transforming in this series is kind of a spiritual thing. They kind of have the 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 catchphrase "I am transformed." Yes, which mm-hmm. narratively works, uh, and I appreciate that. But also, as like a catchphrase in an action show for children, it's kind of a clunker. Yeah, like it, yeah. It, it, it's it doesn't it like you think about the other slogans. Like I made the joke earlier, but like transform and roll out is a really exciting catchphrase. So is maximize, you know. Yeah. But like I am transformed. Like it it feels kind of passive, I guess. Like this is something that happened to me, and also it <laughs> sounds very formal. You know, it's a little it's a little weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it definitely follows the, I guess, the overall feel of the like that spiritual sense that they're going with the show. Definitely. Uh, But I certainly agree that it's it doesn't roll off the tongue quite as easily as, say, transform and roll out or or yo-jo or. Yeah, (laughs) it's morphin time or anything along those lines. It kind of ties back into the, 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 the the again, the sort of weird half animal, half robot designs in in the beast forms is the show seems to be sacrificing a lot of like what would, what you would think would be sort of the, the easy on its face, sort of kids, you know, car action cartoon about us toy line sort of appeal to try and take the story more seriously. And yeah, on at least on that level, I think it works. I think it's works really well, like surprisingly well, but there is that cost. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's because uh, if it's because I saw the I didn't watch the show all the time as a kid, but I definitely saw commercials for it. So I don't know if it was like on when I wasn't watching Saturday morning cartoons anymore or, or whatever. But uh, I there was a commercial where Optimus says, I am transformed. And like in a, as like a battle cry thing that I associate with the show. And I, it, it was like, you know, a suppressed memory or something like I, it just triggered like what you guys were talking about it. <laughs> uh, so I like, I think it works really well. I actually think the G1 transform and roll or whatever they say, transform and roll out. I think that they don't a- say anything when they transform necessarily. It's just a kind of a, it's a rallying cry. When right. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Like Avengers assemble. Or yeah. It just, like yeah. The way they like did how it near the end of the movie, they were shouting to all or one. Like it's a rallying cry. Yeah, I, there were thing. there were a few times in the in the G one movie where they said things like that that I thought were that I thought were kind of clunky. I mean, you know, obviously maximize is the best, but <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I don't know. I just I just uh, I think I think I am transformed. I actually really like that because it simultaneously, uh, you know, like like what Mike was saying, it fits fits with the concept of the of the show. But then also, if it's delivered correctly, it does really sound like a sound like a cool battle cry. Yeah, maybe that's part of it. Maybe it's that so far we really only hear it in the context of, you know, come on, rat trap, find your center. You yeah. know, you've got you've got to cleanse your chi. 
you know, <laughs> just, just say I am transformed. Yeah, it's it, almost yeah. it's very it's almost very passive. There's, um, there's one by Black Arachnia later. It's a little screechy. And I'm like, okay, it's a little. Though <laughs> <laughs> so, thinking back on the first episode, I almost wish, like, back to what you were saying, Mike, about how they've the the whole angle of this, you know, being about toys as well. How they're sort of sacrificing that. I think if they had want if they had wanted the perfect opportunity they could have had was in that first episode when they had all four of them lined up after they had gone through their reformatting and they had that first face off with, with the motorcycles and they sort of pose and they're all like maximals maximized. If you had gotten a transformation sequence there, I think that would have been like kids would have been like, Holy crap. That's so cool. That's almost like the, like it's morphin time from the power Rangers sort of thing. But I think maybe it was an unconscious thing that they did. Maybe it was conscious, but the fact that they didn't do that and have now moved on to this, you know, you only can transform if you're balanced sort well, they, of thing. They is... had, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, like, they to do the whole, like, spiritual transformation thing, they kind of had to do that because they had to have them be like, okay, here we are going to transform. And then they couldn't. So they had to, like, figure out how to actually do it. Yeah. Yeah. So they kind of need to have that scene. Go ahead. Oh, I'm done. Oh, okay. I, I was going to say, it actually really ties super well into the idea that, like, by embracing their animal forms, they're becoming something more than than just machines mm. to have their ability to transform, not just, like, a routine that they're, like, they do somewhere in their computer brains. Like, it's tied to their emotional center. And, yeah. like, like this show's throwing around a lot of really neat ideas, and I'm, I'm super into it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think also... Um, the this show i'm i mean i'm hoping but i mean i think this show is a little bit less about selling toys than uh than previous I incarnations would guarantee it is um, because yeah. this show <laughs> like previous incarnations were syndicated this show was not syndicated this show was like brought on for to be a season to be a you know a headliner on the saturday morning cartoon lineup like this was this was this was a network. This was a network show as opposed to a syndicated show, and that um, that sort of came with some other stuff. Also, I mean, they this was even though even though it was a completely new show, it basically was a fourth season of Beast Wars. I mean, it it, it did like come out timeline wise right after Beast Wars. So yeah. to to have so so they didn't really need the uh, iconic let's all transform scene because you have three seasons of that. And I'm sure that you will have more of those. I mean, there were big fancy transform scenes in this episode and everything, you know, I'm sure you'll have those going on, but I think that that, that moment in the first episode was really powerful when they weren't able to transform and then they all got constipated. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens in this episode, the yes. theme song? Yeah. So, <laughs> well, we have Optimus who, who's explaining that the very early Transformers had to learn how to transform, how they had to find the balance and find their center. Uh, meanwhile, we have Cheetor and Black Arachnia who are, you know, a bit, they're, they're trying to be receptive, but at the same time, they're being a little bit skeptical as well. Uh, Rattrop even more so. Uh, since he just does not seem to to jive with this at all. Cheater has a line where he's like, so are we robots or animals? And Optimus is like, we're both, but neither. And yeah. something new. 
And it's like, okay. <laughs> in, a, in immediate Black Arachne, is just like, well, that's dog shit. What are you talking about? <laughs> Stop giving us wise mentor tropes. Come on, be yeah. real with us here. Yeah, I like, you know, I like, I like that. I, I, I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's good. And we do get Optimus uh, transforming to sort of, you know, show the others how to do it. Um, which then in turn, we get Cheetor who finally finds his center and he transforms. His transformation is pretty cool, I thought. Um, we get like this cheetah roar, uh, which is definitely better than anything we ever heard from him in the first two seasons of Beast Wars. It's kind just of just because it's not the voice actor sound. trying to sound like a cheetah, it's an actual cheetah sound. Yeah, I'd say in general, cheetah kind of sounds a little bit more mature in this season. Yeah, um, so he transformed and he's like, Whoa, check it, get a load of me, and then. And we sort of get a pan up of him. Uh, we then cut to Black Arachnia, who her initial saying "I am transformed" is like really slow and plodding. And, and it looks kind of horrifying when her face comes out, and she's like, yeah, her eyes yeah, are rolling in the that, back of her gonna... head, and her mouth's agape. And you're like, okay, yeah. is she is she having a good time or a bad time? <laughs> yeah, that was one thing I was going to bring up because it I I had forgotten after all these years, how it looked and yeah, seeing the head sort of pop out there and the mouth just sort of agape. It's and like eyes rolling back in the head. <laughs> yeah. It, it was almost like one of those really bad early nineties horror sort of movies. Like you would have seen like Alyssa Milano or, or drew Barrymore in or something like that. And yeah. you got like the monster that just looks so incredibly creepy, but she eventually transforms, and when she finishes, um, as Mike like, check her you out. Like, yeah, <laughs> way, to, way to way to be smooth there, Cheetor. Yeah, I kind of what I do love about her, and this is probably something y'all talked about, and I don't know, I don't know the history of the character, but like, I kind of love that everything about this character visually, in terms of her voice, in terms of her name, screams this is a villain character. Well, okay. but like. Yeah. Oh, I, oh, she did that, used I, to be a villain. Okay, like yeah, like, yeah. Okay, that's okay, what let I'm... me explain Black Arachneism or uh, story a little bit. Okay, so like in the first season, there was this whole thing where it's like, okay, there's the Transformers, but then there's a bunch of protoforms, which are like blank Transformers, which haven't been born yet, and they're all Maximals. But the Predacons try to get to them first and then reprogram them to be Predacons, and the first one to do that is Black Arachnia. So she's she was supposed to be a Maximal. But then Tarantulas goes into her head and changes her into a Predacon. Um, and one thing about the first um, series is that, like, all Maximals are mammals, birds or fish, and all Predacons are insects or lizards. So, like, or arachnids, I guess. Um, They're bugs so, like, and dinosaurs. So she's a bad guy for the all first season. But then in the second season, Silverbolt shows up, and he's this kind of, like, knightly paladin type character. And he kind of like wins her over to like the good side and also his heart. So wait, so in the Transformers world, like there's the distinct factions of the good guys and the bad guys, and you're just kind of born into one of them. But you can change yeah. because people yeah. do that. Like Dinobot in the first season starts as a, as a Predacon for very briefly and then becomes a Maximal pretty early on, although he still like has like personal ties to his Predacon heritage. Also, He's the Maximals are racist. The Maximals are racist. <laughs> yeah. Like they're I mean, yeah, they kinda 
we have this running at, theme at, that, that you know, kind at of... least rat trap is um yeah yeah uh but yeah, like so, like she starts off as a bad guy, and she also has this like kind of weird thing with Tarantulas, where Tarantulas like is mind controlling her, and they're like working for him, and so she has to fight that off. It's it's kind of like an a, a allegory to abusive relationship almost, and like yeah, she she eventually becomes a good guy, like all f- like through and through. But it's a it's a process. The whole series is a process of Black Rocking and becoming yeah, and- a bad guy to a good guy, and then in this series, right at the gate, she's one of the Maximals already, but she still has that like. Twinge of like creepiness to her, yeah, yeah, because especially in the third season, a lot of her story was that, yeah, she's working with the Maximals, but she's still a Predacon, I guess, or just her, like, she's still essentially, if you want to be like very broad, a bad girl, that but she is still, but she's going to do good things if she wants to her way, and that's kind of like which always has been her thing is that she does things her way, like, uh, and it's kind of one of those things where like you see her rile against certain stuff because it seems to be trying to constrain her or, or control her, which is understandable. So, but, but like, uh, like Silverville says, like deep down, she does kind of have like a, you know, a care and wants to, and, and, uh, she's good in her. Yeah. You know, wants, wants to do the right thing. Essentially it sort of plays into the idea that with the, the programming that, that's done to her in the first season. It's almost similar to like a brainwashing in that she's programmed to be a Predacon, but at the same time, once we get to season three, we do actually get to a point where that predic- where that programming is removed and so, her personality is still black arachnia. Okay. Here, Greg, Greg she, let me, I'll explain it in ways that Mike can understand. Okay, so okay. you know how in Power Rangers, uh, Rita gives Zed the love potion. Yeah. And he falls in love with her. And then uh, the love potion wears off, uh, but he still is uh, hooked. He's still in love with her. That's Black Arachnia. Okay. Okay, <laughs> moving on. Uh, that works. Sorry to keep slowing everything down, y'all. Oh, no. No, no, that's, no it's cool. I, no, I, I, you, I, are, you are speeding things up, believe it or not. And honestly, <laughs> Black Arachnia is a really fun character to talk about. She's probably the yeah. best character in the show, so... I don't mind talking about her. <laughs> yeah. um, kind of a rehash for our listeners, I guess. But whatever. Yeah. It's a, no, it's um, a now, 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 our Twitter says that we are a Beast Machines podcast. So I'm sure everyone started <laughs> with the first episode of Beast Machines. Yeah, we, we won't get into that here. But yes, the, if anybody follows the Twitter, that was an interesting exchange a couple of days ago. I got um, an Alex Mack reference. Yes. Yeah. Um. So yes, check out the Twitter. <laughs> Um, we getting back to the episode, we, we then cut to Rattrap, who is struggling very much so to, to try and will himself to transform. And it's just not happening. And Optimus, of course, is, you know, and I interrupted like, you. She has six eyes. You didn't spend yes. You're like, as Mike was alluding to, and then I interrupted yeah. you, but yeah, she has six eyes, yeah. but not all the time. She could <laughs> shut them. <laughs> um, and Optimus is sort of like, don't try and make it happen. Just let it happen. And Rattrap is standing. Not. There is yeah. no try. I love when Rattrap's like, I'm so transformed, I can't even believe it. It's off the chain. Yeah. <laughs> it's not um, and finally, he's like, Oh, I, 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 
feel a breakthrough coming on, which sort of alludes to the fact that the ground starts shaking and this mining drone bursts through the wall of this cave that they're in. That is the best. That is the best rat trap character moment in this episode, because like he's 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 I mean, he doesn't buy into it, but he's kind of trying and he's like, oh, something's happening. That must be me transforming. And it's like, no, no, it's not. (laughs) Um, this, this drill bot just bursts through the wall, and I just remember this one sequence from Resident Evil 4. Like, there's just a hallway, and there's two dudes just driving at you with this huge, ridiculous, like, drill thing for kind of no reason. Like, they're just slowly driving through this <laughs> castle on a drill machine. <laughs> it's kind of no point. You just you just kind of shoot them, and then that's it. <laughs> yeah, this thing, uh, it, it, it manages to spook Cheetor and Black Arachnian. They lose their concentration, go back into their beast form. So, you know, because there's so little practice and I guess their balance, you could say, is so fragile at this point that, you know, anything that can break their concentration reverts them back to beast form. Um, it's like when Optimus, Luke drops R2 in Empire Strikes Back when he sees his uh, X-Wing sinking. Yes. Um, Optimus comes in to make the save. He he absorbs some blaster fire in his arms and shoots it back at the drone, causing it to explode. And he resigns himself that they need to find a new base now because obviously this drone can radio back to whoever it is that's controlling it to let them know where they are. Um, he does manage. He does have a, a funny moment where Ratchap is like hiding in this little hole, and and he's like. Let's try this again later, Rat Trap. So, but yeah, so it's pretty. He splits the groups up. Yeah, he he splits the groups up. He he wants Cheetor wants to try and figure out what's going on, uh, as to why they've been attacked and why nobody else, why they haven't seen anybody else. Optimus is more adamant about them finding a new base so that it can continue their training, um, and basically, you know, pulls rank and says that it's an order. Uh, and splits up the group. So Cheetor's going with Black Arachnia, Rat Trap is with Optimus, and to meet back uh, in a sh- bit of time so that they can, you know, hopefully make some progress on finding a new base. Uh, we then sort of follow Black Arachnia and Cheetor from here, who find, uh, so- I guess, it's sort of like a manhole cover, I guess you could say. And, like an access tube of yeah, like an access tube or tunnel up to the surface, and, and Black Cheetor's like, well, Optimus told us not to do this, and she's like, but she didn't. He didn't say where. <laughs> he didn't say we couldn't go up top. Yeah, he just said find a base first. Yeah. So yeah, she starts climbing up. Cheetor at first is like all narrow eyed and shaking his head, and she's like, fine, suit yourself. And he's like, oh, wait up. And, we get this scene where Black it, it's I hate keep I hate to keep saying that Black Arachne is really creepy, but this is <laughs> this is almost like trapdoor spider sort of creepy on the nature channel. Yeah, and, it she's depends like it depends she looks on the mantle cover say, with yeah. her body and her legs are coming out. And yeah, it's it's yeah. It's, yeah, like I mean it really depends on how you see this kind of spindly spider kind of thing. Like the legs kind of poke out and then slide out before she lifts it up with her body. So it it is a very weird fluid but very very spider-like thing. It doesn't kind of me good. Oh, it doesn't creep me out in the show, but if I saw it in real life, I'd be like, "Ah." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think if I saw a 6-foot tall spider 
I would be rather scared in most well, I mean, situations. Like, even, if, even if I saw like a like even if I saw like a normal like not normal like a wolf, say I saw a wolf spider do that, I'd be scared. But yeah. that's just yeah. me. <laughs> there's kind of there's kind of no way to make the movement of like a thin, like a spindly legged like giant spider like not be creepy. I don't yeah. think they're trying not to make it creepy yeah. either. Yeah. <laughs> and again, like she's fucking huge compared to everybody else. There are plenty of scenes in this where like she's walking yeah. around and just one of the other like Maximals is just sort of walking underneath her. Yeah. Like that time yeah. when uh, uh, Primal was telling Cheetor not to go topside and what they were going to do. There's a moment where like it's an over shoulder shot of of primal and you just see a black you see it, just, just rising rocket. up and you're like oh any Great. other move any other thing this would be like a thing about to attack but no sister buddy <laughs> yeah like there's this vague sense that at any given moment she's just gonna snap and eat somebody <laughs> <laughs> i yeah like there's a scene later where like a cheetor he said she's walking above him and and you can see like in cheetor's vision he'd be seeing these like two spider legs coming up from either side of him and that would freak me the fuck out even if it was my friend i'd be like oh kick it i'm gonna move over here now <laughs> I, it's interesting personal bubble personal bubble <laughs> it's interesting because i keep disagreeing with you guys it's a that's a very different thing for me i know um but i don't find i don't really find her creepy in the like i'm scared of things way more like just like in a little bit unsettling uh she reminds me well, a yeah, lot of what we're saying she reminds me a lot of the uh bomer monks from uh from return of the jedi uh the you know the uh, spiders that oh, have brains yeah, and the, the spider things. the sort of spider bots in, yeah. in Jabba's palace yeah yeah I mean, she, like, yeah you could can like I'm not afraid of her like I just think she's kind of creepy and unsettling uh-huh. like you just said like I don't okay yeah okay yeah, well then I agree like, I was going to point out I just really like that about her but I again that's something yeah. about bias if it's anything good. it's a testament to to an actual good character design in that you're getting some sort of reaction just from the mannerisms and the movement that's being portrayed like none of what i'm saying is a criticism yeah, i like yeah, it. yeah, yeah. No, no no i just it's a different is a thing anyway and also actually, oh, i i also really ahead. like that like she's this these four you know i mean with possibly with the exception of rat trap a little bit generally these four characters are working together as a team pretty well for you know, for early in the series, for getting thrown into a thing. I mean, obviously they should because they have all this history and stuff. But in a lot of shows, it, there would be a lot more squabbling, and I really like that there was less squabbling in this. But let's get back yeah. to the summary so that we can um, keep going. I, I just wanted to point out one thing is that actually, kind of like I get those kinds of design, like the because of the designs, like uh, Cheetor's cat, you know, as Cheetor form and Rat Traps. Some of the movements he makes as a rat and stuff like that, I also get that kind of feeling too. It's just that uh, black arachne is so different, like is so vastly different from the mam- you know the mammalish forms of the others that it's very easy to notice comparatively. Yeah, no, well, agreed. Um, but yes, getting back to the episode at hand. Uh, so we have Cheetor and Black Arachnia who are now topside. Uh, Cheetor almost looks like a puppy when he pops out from under the manhole cover. Cheetor is really cute. He's like wide-eyed. Yeah. They give him these big eyes, and he's adorable, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, we, we've got them looking around. Cheetor is saying, welcome to Cybertropolis, home to 10 million Transformers. And there's 
literally oh boy that line's none really of them depressing around. now that we know what happens yeah <laughs> yeah none of them are around whatsoever um, um i just want to say real quick uh the aerial shot where before they pan in of him like of them walking on the bridge yes. it kind of remind me of Cheetor's dream so it's kind of neat that they oh, kind of yeah. they kept a a weird i mean it was only like a one time thing but it was kind of neat that they actually had like a general idea of cybertron that they kept consistent yeah. uh, that's one thing uh, michael is that Cheetor has yeah. um uh precognitive powers based because of his cheetah form because <laughs> yeah, cheetahs yeah. just can do that but, uh <laughs> Okay, sure. Cheetahs, yeah, Cheetahs <laughs> are so fast that they have to know the future to be be that fast. Yeah, so they have precognitive abilities. So when Cheetor gets a cheetah form, he, he gains precognition. And he has prophetic dreams sometimes. And he yeah. just had a prophetic dream in Cybertron. Mm-hmm. Wait, so why Natural cheetah ability. One, why wasn't he the one the Oracle was talking to in episode one, then? Because Optimus is a spiritual leader? I prophetic guess? dreams <laughs> aren't always tied to spirituality. It's just because, like I said, he's so fast and quick. Yeah, that's just, that's just a natural ability that she just has. Yeah. Cognition. Oracle needed someone who was more balanced and not and not always quick to to act. Yeah, I mean, his precognition has nothing to do with supernatural. That's what we're saying. Like, that's just all cheetahs. Like in the real world, like all cheetahs have psychic powers. Mike, okay, you know how sure. you guys have the morphing yeah. grid. You guys have the morphing grid theory. <laughs> No, this we, our... we don't. It's pretty much just Luke. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is pretty much Morphin Grid theory. I don't know what you're talking about, Greg. This is, I I mean, Emily is I know, a it's a logical fact. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I actually, I'm actually Dr. Emily, really. <laughs> I do like, though, that uh, I, I do have to say, though, that once now that they're organic, I guess we can forget about the third and fourth or the fourth and fifth laws of robotics. I think so, yeah. Oh my god. I mean, we'll see. Mike's just sitting here like, I have no fucking clue what these people are talking about. But not for Megatron. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Actually, that makes sense because he was talking to himself in the control room. I mean, there was no reason for him to do it. I'm sorry, Mike. We are making so many callbacks to (laughs) this previous season. We we posit that the fourth law of robotics is that robots have to always say their inner monologues no matter what out loud. The fifth law is that they don't realize that they are the ones say, that they are saying it out loud. They think they're thinking, but they're still talking out loud. Uh, it expl- okay, it, sure, it is sure. it just it's just a running gag we we use to explain the fact that a lot of times characters will just like ex- exposit or talk or anything when no one else is around for no other reason other than just to be talking. Sometimes to their detriment because someone yes. will be listening. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's just some. It's a couple of things. Yeah, because <laughs> people will overhear it. That's the that's the key. Because so, yeah. they'll overhear it. Because if it was just if it was just like an inner monologue, if it was just like an aside, like in Shakespeare or something, that like we're not meant to think that people are hearing it. But people will overhear them talking to themselves. Um, and so that's that's why it's canonical that uh, mm-hmm. the fourth and fifth laws exist. Okay. Okay. So so what happens next? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, Yes, so we have them walking uh, on this large gangway uh, in this completely empty city. Uh, Cheetor is like, where is everybody? And then they come upon, as we alluded to earlier, uh, this console that Black Arachne is like, well, why don't we check here and see what happened? Uh, They go ahead and activate the console, come to find out it's a, it's sort of like a, it's sort of like the Cybertronian internet, I guess you could say. Like an info kiosk. Yeah. But it's, but it's already connected to the internet and everything. Yes. 
and the entirety of it has been wiped apparently I want to point uh, out that the TF Wiki had the comment under this picture of a whole planet full of pornography gone. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's the real shame. Yeah. <laughs> so as they're realizing that this has been wiped out, we have Chi Cheetor who who looks over and sees these jets and calls out ambush. Uh this is the first time that we're seeing the jets because we had tanks and we had motorcycles uh, last episode. Uh, he manages to to push Black Arachnia off the edge of this uh, ramp. And the last scene that we get before there would have been a cut to commercial is the two of them falling through the air. I don't know what it is with Cheetor's face, but it, it's almost Muppet-like to me, <laughs> I want to say. It, it's... We once posted a picture of 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 uh, first season Cheetor, a toy of first season Cheetor, like making a weird face as he fell through the sky, kind yes. of thing. It's very reminiscent of that. Yeah, just just weird, over the top expression of a Cheetor just bugging out. Yeah. When when we cut back to them, uh, thankfully they landed on this sort of sloped roof with a curve on the bottom that launches them forward, they managed to land on the ground again, uh, uninjured, but still under attack from these jets. Uh, Cheetor stops running and immediately tries to close his eyes and transform. Tries to uh, his balance. Yeah. And Black Directy's <laughs> like, you idiot, what are you doing? It's like, this isn't <laughs> the time. She manages to, to uh, sort of rope him and pull him out of the way of the fire. Um, the jets circle back and she tells him to just keep them distracted while she has an idea. So he basically gets to play decoy getting shot at by these jets for, I want to say about a minute or so. Uh, he leads them around a corner and they crash into this giant spider's web that she's managed to, to set up. She doesn't try and eat them like the last ones that she caught in the web though. <laughs> Maybe she was strange. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think uh, I think it was because the first time she discovered like she couldn't suck out their blood. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't think that's, that's spiders true. Because, <laughs> as we all know, the filters will adjust. I was just waiting for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, More jokes Mike won't get. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was gonna say that maybe she w looked like she was going to eat the cycle drone at the time because she was going to try and interrogate it and intimidate it to give some answers at a time when they didn't realize because at that time they didn't realize they were mindless drones. That's true. No, I, I think she was trying to eat him, and uh, she, she had <laughs> time. No, either time. either way, I, <laughs> yeah. either or, open to interpretation. Okay, why not both? <laughs> um, so. We get two deaths that are taken out. However, Sheila manages to uh, remind her that they brought friends and there's like probably a good half dozen or more that are still there. Just as uh, he makes mention of that, we get Optimus coming to the rescue, uh, leaping over them and transforming into his robot form. Well, let's, then, let's not miss like the actual like really good line that leads into that. Because uh, Cheetor yells, they've got friends, and Black Redia says, so do we. And then into yes. frame bursts Optimus, and I think that's a nice moment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Optimus, uh, of course, as has been known for the for this particular character, because 
for some amazing reason, a gorilla still has the capability of being able to fly in this in this <laughs> series as well as Beast Wars. Uh, so Optimus. I mean, is that has... also just like biology? Oh yes, of course. I mean, cheetahs <laughs> with precognitive sight and gorillas are able to fly. It's just they have you know, natural jetpacks. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes, sometimes they also have a surfboard. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this jetpack is actually like in his lower back. Yeah. yeah. I I just have one very very important question. Is Optimus farting? <laughs> that would mean he would have hmm. two buttholes. <laughs> I mean, again, that's Possible. that is that is gorilla anatomy as I understand it. <laughs> uh, that it, it's certainly possible at this point. I mean, he farts, he farts yeah, jet gonna... fire and comes shurikens. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was gonna say he, shoot, he shoots ninja stars out of his dick. So like. <laughs> Optimus is thrusting in the direction of the problem. <laughs> but yes, he, he, as was just mentioned, uh, instead of absorbing any energy, uh, he launches these shurikens at these jets, uh, exploding a couple of them. Out of his then, crotch. Yes, out of his crotch area. More uh, like abs kind of thing, because they glow blue, but yeah, it's, I mean, yeah. it's hard. They want us to think. Yeah. Don't, don't believe the man, okay? <laughs> <laughs> um so he manages to take out a few of the jets um so they the, transform into robot oh sorry go is ahead the Kendall. ninja star thing in the toy actually yeah awesome. uh, yeah i think it I think is not, i don't know about the deluxe one but i have a like mid-tier version of uh of optimus primal that has the the ninja star mm-hmm. kind of throwing toy and he's the way it's made is that there is like a tension spring in his arm that you can actually use to flick it with with the robot like the robot can just okay. throw it mm. that's interesting yeah i, I just, it looks like something that would be taken directly from the toy that's why i asked mm. yeah yeah like uh like a uh, rampage or or what was it what's not rampage the one that's uh, Scorp- not rampage scorpionox b no the no the one that's the one Rabbit? that's not rampage the other one the depth one charge. That, depth charge. Yes. Oh yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because he had the he had the uh, the energy pizzas that he could shoot at. Yes, yes, yes. I, it very much reminded me of that. Anyway, uh, yeah. move on. Sorry, I I don't mean to get us <laughs> off track. I know we've been super focused okay. this episode. Um. So some of the jets managed to bypass Optimus and shoot at the rest of the Maximals. Uh, Cheetor and Black Arachnia make you know graceful landings while. Rat trap is uh, well they, thrusting they to a pipe. And say I am transformed, so they sign like they're just basically stabilizing themselves. Yeah. While Rat trap goes flying, saying I am transformed, I am transformed, and then and thunk, and yeah, he gets stuck in a pipe. Um, Optimus uh, reminds them to find their center, and Black Arachnia is able to transform first. Uh, the transformation, her second transformation is a bit quicker than, I mean, and not yeah. as extra, not extravagant, not the right word, not as, um, detail. Yeah. Not as detailed, I guess you could say as, as her first, she, uh, is immediately set upon by one of the jets and she leaps into the air and does this graceful flip landing on its shoulder and back and shocks the fuck out of it. With her so, like uh, her back legs, yes. yeah, like she has like two of her spider legs in her transform f- form are like kind of like coming from her back or rear, and she just basically uses them like a pincher to yeah. send the shockwaves through. 
I almost want to say it's almost like a Miles Morales stinger attack. It's very much a Miles Morales yeah. or oh. Spider-Woman. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, we then get Cheetor, who who transforms, and he's set upon by a couple of jets. And he he does have a line of, you thought I was fast before, check me out now. And he pulls out two scimitars out of his back. It's and- power with swords. Yeah, swords and power. <laughs> yeah, and he starts to def- he like Jedi deflects all these multiple shots yeah. coming at him. Two planes with four lasers, basically four lasers coming at him, and he's deflecting everything. And there are uh, I some- don't know why, but I thought Genji more than uh, than Jedi. <laughs> yeah, that could work too. Yeah, I was gonna say there is some kind of effect where there is like a sh- like shadow blurring of his arms and that to show that it is supposed to be like really fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As opposed to just like moving. Yeah. So he manages to take out his two attackers and then Optimus tells him to go help Rat Trap. And we get a lot. What was it? Was it one rat and trap rat and cat special? No, it's coming up? One, one mouse, one cat and mouse coming up or something. Oh, yes. Cat tells him a mouse and it's not yeah, a mouse. it didn't work. That line didn't work. <laughs> I mean, it kind of does because like cat and mouse is an actual phrase. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. Didn't work for Kendall. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Rat Trap is hiding in another pipe, and one of the jets is about to attack, and then we get this ninja-esque slicing through with his swords, dicing it up, and you know, then the Paws jet falls falling to pieces. apart. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and we get, uh, a, we get a you are already dead moment. So that's yeah. nice. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, Cheetor's like, you're never going to transform with that sort of attitude. Cheetor's like, loving I, this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Trap's like, when I transform, watch out. And knowing what he yeah. transforms into, um, hmm. <laughs> I, I get the sense that, like, were this not a children's show, he would have just immediately told Cheetor to go fuck himself. Like, just, that's the <laughs> tone I get from Rat Trap. <laughs> like, seriously, dude, I'm dealing with a lot right now. Fuck off. Yeah. Rat Trap is essentially a rat from Space New York at this point, so it would not have been out of the realm of possibility if it were not a children's show that he would have mouthed off. Hey, I'm be like, go here. Go, go sit on a tailpipe. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so um, Optus manages to take out the, re- the remaining jets. Um, everyone sort of gets back together and, you know, they're like, well, we got to figure out. Optimus, of course, is upset at first. He's like, Cheetor. <laughs> and uh, they sort of talk it over, you know, realizing that there's nobody there. The database was wiped. So shouldn't they try and figure out what's going on here? And they uh, initially they're like, well, what would have caused it? They think maybe the planet was evacuated and they're like, well, what would have caused that? And they figure, Oh, maybe it was the virus that they contracted from the first episode. Well, one of the lines I like is like, is like there was some kind of disaster, but like everyone had to evacuate from me. He's like, well, not like the, the, the city's not damaged at all. So what yeah. kind of disaster yeah. does that? And then they figure out the virus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So also they sort of allude to also if they had evacuated the planet, why wasn't there a message that was left left behind in case anyone happened to, you know, come and and to the planet? Yeah. Yeah. So one of them speculates there's a disaster and Rat Trap points out like what kind of disaster leaves all the buildings intact? Yeah. Yeah. So finally, Optimus decides that the best place that they can try and find their answers is the uh, the Maximal Elder Citadel. 
Which looks like a big, like, sports arena. <laughs> yeah. I almost, it's almost reminiscent, I would think, of uh, Olympic Stadium in Montreal. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, so do they do they have people battle to the death there, or? <laughs> well, the Montreal Expos no longer exists, so I suppose you could say that in a sense. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I was asking about Cybertron, but I suppose that could also apply to Canada. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, like, um, they're... Depending on which which history you do, the Decepticons did rise from a, uh, gladiators that were basically pit in in like pit battles that not technically were to the death, but usually were to the death. Yeah, like that's uh, one of the stories that uh, surrounds Megatron is that he was actually like one of the best and like most cunning and strongest of the gladiatorial fighters, yes. and he just basically started a rebellion. Yeah, and uh, this okay. is the this is the original. G1 Megatron yeah. that we're referring yeah. to here. Um, so, yeah, because I'm not sure if you're... It, that might, okay, this so, might actually be it. Yeah. So question, mm-hmm. is this the same Megatron as G1 Megatron? Is he no. just taking different forms? Nope. This actually, uh, the Megatron in this show uh, was inspired by the original Megatron and took his name. And we learned that... Uh, Megatron is actually a name in the Covenant of Primus, which is hinted at that it was written even before Autobots and Decepticons or something like that. So make it that. So I mean, you could make the guess that the even that Megatron was named after the character from the book, like people calling their kids Jacob or something like that from a story they read. Mm-hmm. So yeah. so is is Optimus V Megatron like? Is that like a, a Link Ganon situation where like they just sort of keep being reborn in some new form and they always got to fight each other? Kind of. Um, it's it's really weird because well, cr- no, I mean like Optimus Primal and, and Megatron are completely different characters from Optimus Prime and Megatron from G One. They're like whole different people. And but like how many how like, many like sets of Optimuses and Megatrons are there though? There must be more than like two. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so there's only the established two pairs. So yeah, yeah. So it's ju- it's just the beast ones that are that are different and weird. That's hmm. That's a, that's a little strange. Well, because this one is in canon with G1. Yeah, yeah. Like it, okay. it's a direct like uh, continuation. They're supposed yeah. to be direct descendants. Yeah. Mo- uh, oh, sorry, go ahead, Kendall. Most other most of the other versions of Transformers are kind of in their own continuity, and so it's Yo, more yeah. like it's more like uh the Batman. You know, Batman and the Joker and Batman and the Joker. And then this is Batman Beyond and the Joker of that show. Yeah. Okay. Way of saying it. Yeah. yeah. Like this is legacy as opposed to just a reboot. Yeah. yeah. Like the okay. the the entire premise of, of the reason we don't have Autobots and Decepticons is that over the hundreds of years, the two factions sort of evolved and better their own technology to be to actually become more fuel efficient which meant reducing their own size uh to you know better manage their resources um and it's actually sort of played upon or touched upon rather in the start of the third season uh because megatron refers to like the autobots and decepticons as energon guzzlers (laughs) wow okay Yeah. yeah There's um, there's a lot of weird continuities and stuff like that, too. And I know that an interesting one was like because of the toy line that they tried to make called the Minicons, like we were just like micro machine transformers. 
mm-hmm. a comic tried to basically put that in universe and that and it was like the same idea is that they were made smaller to try and uh you know uh ration out their inner john all it really yeah. did was make a third sa- faction that kind of just really hated the larger guys yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah because like in like season one two three of beast wars like really ties into g1 like really hard like especially season three where they're literally protecting the spaceship with optimus prime original on it because like beast machines beast wars takes place in both the past and future (laughs) it's weird (laughs) wait so is is transformers homestuck yes okay it's not a bad analogy Ah, so getting back to the episode, we we cut to the Citadel as the the Maximals have uh, arrived at the front door. Um, Rat Trap sort of runs ahead and is all excited, and Optimus sort of calls to him to you know be careful. And of course, the door opens and we get a bunch of the uh, the tanks that we saw in the first episode popping out and immediately start attacking uh, Optimus takes it upon himself to to get inside and tells the others to you know try and keep them occupied while he gets inside we do get a pretty cool moment where he sort of springboards off of one of the cannons of the tank uh-huh. as it destroys another tank and when he lands inside the door he takes like this sort of heroic pose as he, cool guys don't look at explosions yeah <laughs> um and then he you know he proceeds in he is then attacked by more of the motorcycles and manage he he sort of just bull rushes through five of them five or six of them i think and they pulled that pull that teamwork stunk again where like some of them set up for, as a ramp for so, some of the others yes um so he man, he manages to take out half a dozen or so of them and a few more sort of rush off to the side that's where we get that plank set up by one of them uh, as another one sort of sailing through the air in robot form, shooting after Optimus as a door is lowering, he manages to, to get through. And the next room that he's in is completely dark at first, but then there's this giant light at the top of the room. And we have these sort of almost like floating Tetris pieces that start to, to form a path in front of him. Okay, I know the actual reason for this is for dramatic effect. I mm-hmm. get it. Why is the elder chamber set up like this with all the floating platforms and no solid structures whatsoever? No idea. Maybe so they can instantly get rid of the bridge if they need to to protect themselves. I always got the thought. Also, that Megatron's a, a thespian, so that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, he is. Yeah. He's one for drama. Um, I was going to say. Also, I always Megatron's that crazy. That too. <laughs> yeah. Wait. That's... So, did he build this? Like, did he redesign this room or? I wouldn't put past them. Actually. What I'm saying is that I think like it's a drawbridge type scenario, but like very crazy type drawbridge. And also the reason he's forming the bridge for Optimus in that way is for dramatic effect. Because but to yeah. answer your question, Mike, I think so. Yes. I think he did redesign the inside of the, whatever okay. it's called. Um, also, this is totally like, this is totally reboot, right? <laughs> Was, is this still mainframe animating this? I don't think it yes. is. It? Oh, it is. Yeah. Like, they really changed up. Wow. They did a good job. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I mean, this is like this is like a thing from like that's this exact setup. Like, I almost think I think there was a time that Megabyte was like plugged into a thing in the middle of an ominous well, room with platforms. Well, there was a, a 
a lot of thing about Megabyte was that he literally like only had legs when he needed them. Like he would, he usually was attached to a chair and, you know, sat plotting and stuff like that. And when he wanted to do something like personal, then he would just untach from the the seat and put himself on the, his legs and go out and do stuff. Oh yeah. That's yeah. Right, so, yeah. so there's a lot of times of him just seeing a chair floating yeah. in like grandiose style. Yeah. And you literally do not see his legs because they aren't attached to him. Yeah. So he, he comes down from the ceiling and like his appearance is like, Hey, Optimus, I'm, uh, BT dubs. I'm GLaDOS from portal now. And then he starts explaining his plan and his philosophy. And it's also like, Hey, Optimus BT dubs. I'm GLaDOS from portal now. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, Megatron de- uh, basically is just has this long, long line of cables that, uh, that are attached to the, to his back and, and to the ceiling now. So he's basically hanging and to his head and to his head yes yeah yeah I and almost, they keep sort of detaching and reattaching i almost got like a hannibal lecter feel from it because he's also got like the, yeah, the ma- thing over yeah the the mask mask. it's a little bit of a straight jacket type scenario yeah yeah and like i said like he has these like basically you well, all you can see is his head in the in this like mask overlays these two arms that don't look like his normal arms and uh like a like a loose draped cape that's basically from like the chest or neck down that's yes. like tattered and has like a I think it has like some kind of weird barcode like looking symbol on one side. Yep. Yeah. Um, on his left or right, it's it's almost like some sort of a barcode that that's on a good I want to say almost half, maybe a third of of the upper torso portion of of this sort of cape that he's got. It's it's definitely like a uh like a Darth Vader evil emperor imposing design. Yeah. Yeah. It's like he's corrupt and it's like you, it, you get the, it's almost like a, I don't know if body horror is the right term, but like, you know how there's like the trope of the, of the like mortally wounded villain that, you know, the Darth Vader type thing where he's like weirdly part of the machine. He's like less, less organic than normal. It, it, you get that it's more machine now than man. Yeah, and it's like I I don't know. So cool. It's so cool, but it also is like if it was just if it was if it crossed a, one more line, then it would be cheesy. But it's just mm-hmm. like not yeah. quite cheesy. But what what is what is the equivalent of that line with Megatron now? He's more machine now than the machine he was previously. <laughs> <laughs> well, in Beast Wars, technically the their organic beast modes were 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 organic things in a, in a sense like they might not always work exactly like a the biological animal they were but, but it took it actual really dna and was synthesized to, to and in fact i think during the part of the things like pr- during their talk primal like taunts him that i remember you having to be formed and he mentions he purged it from him from himself yeah. yeah yeah we we have a bit of a back and forth between optimus and megatron here um we do cut to the other Maximals who are running away from the tanks. Uh, Ratchup, of course, still can't transform while Cheetor and Black Arachnia, we don't actually see their transformation. They're just in robot form now running away with Rattrap. Um, the back during the, the course of Optimus and Megatron, you know, going back and forth, Megatron almost alludes to the idea that primal well, he, he first says that they lost the Beast Wars, that Megatron won, which for anybody who followed the original Beast Wars series knows that that's not the case. However, because of the memory 
lapse that they're experiencing that it's probably confusing Optimus. And also Megatron sort of a look like Optimus asks what happened to the council and everyone on the planet. And Megatron sort of alludes to the idea that it's Optimus's fault as to what happened to them. He doesn't go into detail. He just sort of. We said he said billions of lives lost. He says something like that. Yes. Like, yeah, I think yeah. he's outwardly really saying like, I did genocide. It's bad. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not good. Yeah, it's he, very dark, actually. Yeah, he, he, but it's, it's your fault for not being there to stop me. Yeah, yeah, that that's part of the argument, too. Yeah. yeah. So over the course of this, we, we do get Cheetor and Black Arachnia and Rattrap all, you know, going separate ways to try and draw less fire to all of them combined. Um, Optimus manages to transform uh, as Megatron is explaining that you know, he's purged the organic from himself and he's planning to do the same for the entire planet. Um, Doesn't he also mention how, what the deal with the, like, officially what's the deal with the drones? Yeah, they're um, all, they're all hive-minded to him. Yes. Yeah. And also he says, like, he, he made the virus that fucking killed everybody? Yeah. It's like, so all of, all of Cybertron is Megatron now. He is the planet, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there's a problem. Uh, because when all the other Maximals split up, Megatron, like, all of his drones keep getting fucking punked by these three random, like, animal people, one of whom can't even become the people half of that equation. It's, it's <laughs> like that episode of The Simpsons when Bart's playing, like, four chess games and everybody's like, ooh, and then he's like, checkmate, 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 so he loses all of them. Yeah, yeah. it's it's multi the, multitasking good. gone wrong. Yeah, and I think that's actually specifically what what Optimus goes after. He's like, well, Megatron looks like your perfect, all powerful, all knowing system can't fucking multitask now, can it? And like, this is his in to like get Megatron pissed off, which like turns him back into a weird fucking, why is he a dragon? Uh, well, I was going to say, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I think basically as he sees this going on and drones and like he like we said he he called out megatron saying he, he remembered him having a beast mode and him saying he purged it i think at some point primal kind of figured out that he couldn't have done it done a complete purge without like a ma- like a, a massive change or anything and that's why he's p- goading him because he's trying to basically show him that he still has like a beast mode or something like that i, I it's, it's weird also as to the Oh, sorry. Go but ahead, also, Kendall. why is it a dragon? Okay, yeah, good. Go ahead, Greg. Well, it's the it's oh. a dragon because it's because Megatron was a dragon in season three of Beast Wars. Yeah, yeah. that that is the basic uh, thing. Just but um, um, okay, we, so we, we have we have a theory that I think actually Cassie came up with, where there was a dragon skeleton in the lava. He fell in lava, and he then changes beast form coming out. So didn't, we did didn't like the 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 folks from beast wars get their animal forms from animals living on ancient earth yes so ancient earth just had fucking dragons yes yeah, so that's, that's actually what a we're legit... thinking might be the case well no is it isn't there like there an is... one with this actual dragon there's yeah. an actual fucking dragon oh wait, yes. <laughs> the original yeah. autobots and decepticons and... go back to camelot and there's a dragon there so in the ca- cartoon it's actually kind of canon that dragons do exist yeah are there wizards in 
in like I, how far how far how I, far does height like okay I, they go back to Camelot I assume Merlin is there like yeah, yeah. how far <laughs> is like the Mike, high fantasy side of this universe go so let me explain I don't know, Merlin means... does exist his magic just comes from Transformers yeah That's, like, it's I, well, can it's it's in the very canon uh Transformers <laughs> movie the last night <laughs> God. Like I haven't seen the episode with uh, in the G one that actually do that, and but I'm pretty sure Merlin does appear in that episode. Yeah, I, I, so, it's been years since I saw it, but I do recall Merlin being in so, that episode. Yeah, wizards well. and dragons kind of do exist in G one. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so you're telling me that like this is a, <laughs> this is a universe wherein there are robot wizards. And that's not the thing the show is about. <laughs> <laughs> well, not necessarily robot wizards. There's just wizards who use robots. Well, yeah, but I, I just I'm just using that in terms of like like if a, if a robot does sorry if a if a wizard you know does like you know fire magic we'd call him like a fire wizard you know like he's, that doesn't okay, mean he's made okay. of fire yeah so so I I guess uh, mm, we need a better descriptor. <laughs> Like a, a robot mate. No, that's the thing is I, I can't say robot mage or, or robot warlock because they all just sound like they're, they're robots. I mean, how about I mean, the term is... I just said technomancer. Yeah. Technomancer. Yeah. Okay. Or artificer yeah. is also a term that would probably yeah. fit there. But, but I'm just to... saying like there's there's literal magic in this setting. And that's well, OK. Uh, I guess I guess the Oracle. Wait, is that what the Oracle's supposed to be? <laughs> Maybe. Speaking, speaking of. Yeah. Speaking of magic and literal magic being in a setting, did we get to the part where like Tudor collides yet? Uh, we were just okay. about to. Yeah. Can yeah. I? Hey, can I, I say I, my? I assume okay. he's using his key to lighten his body, like in Dragon Ball. Okay. <laughs> um, I just, I have a Go theory ahead. about what happened with Megatron. Uh, <laughs> and you know, just not knowing anything further in the series. But I think that um, Optimus figured out that in order for Megatron's spark not to have been extinguished. He had to have had a beast form uh, similar to what the Maximals have. Um, and also because, you know, because that's how Transformers are. Like, if the good guys think of something, the bad guys automatically think of the same thing. Uh, so so he so the only way that that he could have, you know, is if he ha is if he had also been reformatted, even if it wasn't necessarily from the Oracle, like maybe the Oracle saw what Megatron did and copied it or something. And uh, and so that's why I think that's why uh, that's why he he intuits that there still is there still is a beast form of Megatron underneath it. It's just that he has to get Megatron riled up because we've seen earlier in the episode that if you kind of lose your concentration, lose your concentration, you or or you or you get emotional, then you then you transform, which uh, uh, there's a thing about that later that I'm going to say, but I'll shut up now. So and so I want to say that that's what I was trying to say, but Kendall explained it much better. <laughs> so Thank Megatron you. does to himself what the the other characters needed the Oracle to do for them. Yeah. Is well, Megatron a wizard? <laughs> I don't think so. so. I think he's very anti spiritual stuff. So probably it's, not. Um, yeah. It's I think sufficient technology. Blah blah blah. blah. Like, I mean, he seems pretty self-hating, so I would still buy that he hates magic, but is a wizard. I mean, like, it looks like he's, like, his dragon form is exactly like his old dragon form, except that there's, like, a few extra techno bits on it. Yeah. So I feel like... Yeah, it's it's patchworked and pitted, and it looks like it based... And like I said in the things, like, he, there's an actual, like, transition. Like, you can tell that there's he has changed his form since uh, since the end of Beast Wars, and this is, like, one of those indications that 
he really did try to scrub uh, organic uh organic things from himself i i get a much more skeleton-y vibe from his dragon form than than his previous version yeah but the skeleton is metallic though okay yeah like it still looked metallic to me at least so he went transmetal um, kind of yeah yeah um i'm just going to touch back for for a quick second for you mike because as far as the the real well, I mean, the explanation was that, you know, he fell in some lava and whatnot. The The whole thing that precipitated Megatron's change into a dragon was um, Optimus Primal's season three mode that you saw that was horrific. <laughs> um, he changed because he had to take Optimus Prime's spark, his soul, essentially, into his own body so that his Optimus Prime's body could be repaired because Megatron tried to destroy it. Because of that, it caused Optimus Primal to change into that big orange mass that you saw. Uh, he, uh, Prime's spark was put back into his body once it was fixed, but Optimus Primal kept that body after he had changed. So Megatron deduced that if he took Megatron's spark and put it into his body, that he would have a change similar to what Primal had. Um, over the course of an episode where he, in fact, does that and his plan comes to fruition, uh, he's sort of betrayed by some of his own crew and is dumped into lava. And when he emerges from the lava, he has this new dragon form. So it's so we sort of gathered that maybe he somehow scanned something in the lava or the volcano that was like the skeleton of a dragon since he was a T-Rex prior and sort of use that in conjunction with his body changing because of the extra spark in it to take on this dragon form. I also for, for, yeah. So this isn't explaining the entirety of beast wars to Mike. That's the title of this episode, by the way. Um, <laughs> uh, but there, I would say rather than saying that Megatron is a wizard, um, I would think, I would think of him. He's more of a, he's treated more like a mad scientist. Like, yes. uh, yeah, like he's, he's, he dabbles. And, and that doesn't mean that like, if he would find something that is borderline supernatural or we, or it's usually more like weird alien mumbo jumbo, uh, he will, he will screw around with it. He will experiment with it and figure stuff out, which I think is probably how he, um, that's probably how he figured out how to reformat himself, um, you know, it, it would make sense that if he made the if he made the uh, the virus that he would know how to avoid the virus. So, yeah, or have a cure. Yeah. 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 So getting back to the episode, we we've got Megatron in his dragon form. Uh, Optimus essentially puts him in a headlock. It's cool. I like I like when Optimus fights oh, dragons. Yeah. Wait, wait. We, we forgot <laughs> to mention when when he transforms basically when. Optimal pisses him off to the point that he transforms into a dragon. He drops out of that uh, the hanging wires. Yes, like the helmet that that we said looks kind of like a like a Hannibal Lecter like uh, barred mask pops <laughs> off, and the two arms that I said like didn't look like him come off there. But the rest of it, like the cape, becomes his wings, and he turns into a dragon. I yes. thought the cape was an add-on too, but maybe I'm wrong. I'm gonna rewatch well, it. Well, if if you if you catch check in the backgrounds, all you can see are the arms and like helmets and like a crossbar between them. And like a like his shoulder pauldrons. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Which also in turns when he falls oh, out. Yeah, of the you're right. Yeah. 
So yes. Um, so yeah, Optimus it sort of has Megatron looking at himself in the reflection of this monitor that had fallen onto the ground. Um, sort of like saying, Oh, look at yourself. You're, you're exactly what you hate. Um, Megatron though shoots a fireball at said screen to, to get himself away from Optimus. Um, I mean, why would you want to not be a dragon if you can sh- breathe fire? I know, you know? it's really like, great. I, yeah. I don't know what's wrong with him. Who who doesn't want to be a dragon? Like seriously, yeah. <laughs> uh, I hate being the coolest person in the universe. Fuck that. <laughs> it's, well, to be fair, the alternative is he can either breathe fire or he can control billions of robots with his mind. I'd rather breathe fire myself. But that's just <laughs> gonna say that, that dragon question is actually from one is one of our listeners' questions tonight. Oh God! So we can go over that uh, argument in detail if you guys want, just yeah. just after everything. And um, yeah, Kendall's, Kendall's right. When he when what I was trying to allude to is like when he gets when he jumps out of that helmet, all the drones stop. Yeah, they short circuit and stop immediately. Yeah, which allow the other Maximals to head back towards the Citadel. Uh, Megatron manages to transform and get back into the chassis that he was that he was in prior and sort of is, is arguing with primal more Optimus gets upset and transforms back into his beast mode because he sort of is very upset. He's sort of losing his balance. You could say, I guess. Um, so Megatron then calls on more of his bikes to, to come and attack Optimus. And that's when we get the rest of the Maximal crew coming in. And Black Arachnia manages to to use her power uh, to shoot like this giant lightning bolt through the ground and knock off all the bikes. Because there was like, I want to say, close to two dozen bikes on this thing. And she knocks them all down with this and doesn't seem the worst for wear at all with it. Um, so, I mean, she's pretty powerful when you think about. Yeah all the stuff that we've seen thus far, she, you know, she's able to take out. She's got limitations. She can't shoot that for the air. She has to have them touching a surface to. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a ground electric, uh, shock. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ground electric type. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Optimus is attacked by, by Megatron and sort of flies back a bit. And then Megatron starts literally pulling the floor out from under him. Uh, the blocks fall away and we see Optimus fall into this deep, dark hole. And of course, the last time that we saw this sort of thing happen, you it's pretty much a repeat of last episode in that Optimus flies back up in his robot form again. Uh, all and Megatron's of, like super surprised, even though like, yeah, he can fly. It's been established. Yeah. <laughs> I guess he uh, thought that he just made him mad enough that he wouldn't be able to transform and fly out. Right. Yeah. Right. That's what I was. That's what I took from it. I mean, maybe. Yeah. Um, the, the bikes, uh, start attacking the Maximals from behind he's, Optimus. He's, he's still too surprised. Like, he's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I guess he's like, damn it. Like, I thought that worked, but yeah. yeah. But not like, oh my God. <laughs> um, Optimus is pretty focused on Megatron at this point because he wants to know what happened to the rest of the population. And I think we're getting the sense that Optimus is starting to blame himself sort of taking Megatron a bit at his word as to what happened. Um, so, so do you think, yeah, he, I was going to say it basically he has to face Megatron down to, to get the answers himself or else he will think that he's right. 
you know, and, and blame himself. Yeah, so, go ahead, Ken. So do you think uh, this is what probably went through Megatron's head? He's like, okay, I'll knock Optimus in this hole. He's all pissed off, so he's not going to be able to transform. Even if he does transform, his last three versions have all been able to fly in their robot mode. There's no re- There's no way he's going to get that lucky four times in a row. <laughs> I mean, I assume he can like see through the vehicles, and the vehicles have seen him fly. Yeah, but he can't watch everything at once is the thing. Okay, yeah. he, just, he just missed that one detail that he does a lot. Optimus does a lot. And okay. he does it, he does it, he does it like um, with the other Maximals. So why wouldn't he be focused on that one thing? But yeah, okay, so that doesn't make sense. But you know what else doesn't make sense? The, we, there have been very few rules established in this show so far. Very few. Um, but one of the big ones is if you are not calm and if you don't have your emotional center, like you revert yeah. to your animal form. That is yeah. that is one of like maybe three rules, give or take, that we've established in this show so far. Mm-hmm. Optimus is unbelievably pissed and beyond reason to the point where the other Maximals have to drag him out of the room. He does not change back into a gorilla. That yeah, was I actually was wondering about that myself. I was mm. that was the thing that I was said I was going to talk about later, and then okay, w- no, but that was what I was I was going to say. Like I I was going to call it out too. I I think that mm-hmm. it doesn't he, make sense that he remains in his in his robot form when he's when he's completely unhinged like that. I will he, say that he is very focused. Yeah, so maybe that's say, it. <laughs> I was going to say the only like bullshit thing I can think of is that yeah, it is he, he found his balance. And he was so focused on 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 Megatron that he basically was just stubbornly keeping himself together, or at least transformed to try and do what he needed to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, he's the yeah. best at it, so maybe he can maybe he can control his emotions while still yeah he's logically been... following it or something. Yeah, he's been basic like in the fighting scenes. You can see that he's he's been. It's not like he's like a you know passive. Uh, redirector kung fu master where he just like stands there and let them attack him he's he is an he's an active fighter mm-hmm. yeah he's yeah. shooting shurikens out his dick yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay so, you know what i figured it out i figured it out yes so the actual rules because um yes they have said that you have to have balance and intercom and all that stuff but the other person who can uh who can stay in robot form most of the time is megatron because he's and he's just completely crazy and unhinged so it's either you're calm and focused and balanced or you're crazy unhinged. Those are the two times that you can be in robot form. <laughs> okay. Two extremes. Nothing in between. Yep. Like the PlayStation <laughs> game. <laughs> so uh, a fun little bit is uh, in order to, to, to facilitate their escape, Rat Trap's tail turns into a screwdriver, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is w- – for some he reason, it's wild to me that this like super house? future city just has regular ass screws still. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, well, but anyway, it wasn't Retro- like it was a Phillips head. <laughs> That's true. But he opens this panel and he's like he's actually muttering to himself. He's like, "Okay, big guy, you've saved me a bunch of times today. I'm gonna save you for once. I'm gonna actually be. I'm gonna be the hero. Just just this one goddamn time." And then he <laughs> he opens the panel and everybody drags Optimus into the hole and they fall and he. He yells Megatron because that's kind of something Optimus does, from what I understand, is he just yells Megatron yeah. the whole time. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And we get a bunch of the, the motorcycle drones crashing into this hole. Uh, kind of funny. Which is weird because they're not as big as the hole. 
Yeah. Well, it's because they're all trying to go in at once. Yeah, yeah. they pull they pull the but, three stooges. But I, uh, I really I really like how yeah, abrupt but... it is. It's actually pretty good visually comedic a comedic yeah. visual yeah. moment. Yeah. Oh. Oh man, oh man, how much better would this show be if during all of the fight scenes the the, the evil drones were just constantly making three stooge noises? Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> let me at him, let me at him, snap, 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 slap oh boys. Uh if you like that, Mike, you should watch Beast Wars. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be surprised how often that happens. Awesome there does pull some great great comedic lines, yes. Yeah. But yes, so with the like last minute of the episode, we have the the maximal sort of falling back into, I guess the sewers. It's it, they're basically underground again. At yeah, least. I don't know if they're um, like all the way back down, but they're definitely yeah underground again. And they're trying to to get Optimus calm. They're all back in their beast forms, uh, and Optimus is pretty. You can tell he's upset. And he wants to try and get to the bottom of what's going on. Obviously, he wasn't expecting to see Megatron again. But now that he has and knows that he's responsible for what's happened, he is sort of... Not. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so our last... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Got a guilt complex. Yes. <laughs> um, and so our last scene is showing the Citadel again, and we get the silhouette of Megatron over it, you know, hovering menacing, menacingly... And that is the end of our episode. And so. last, because he's master of the house. Yes. Big to catch your eye. Never <laughs> let a pastor Bye. Yeah. So I'm. My mind immediately goes to like the dark ending of this show, mm-hmm. where like Megatron wins and he's just like he's just the last sentient being. Period. And he just kind of sits there wallowing in his his like his, just stewing in his rage and madness until the heat death of the universe. <laughs> it's like. At this point of the story, neither side winning is that optimistic. No. Yeah. And I was going to say, like, it's we're probably pretty, pretty close on the mark about uh, his um, his mental stability because he's not thinking this through. Like, I don't know if being by himself as the only sentient being is a good idea. Mm-hmm. And we don't know exactly how much time has passed where he's been the only being on this planet. Yeah. Or what happened to all the other beings? Like, did they actually evacuate because of the virus and left him behind? Mm-hmm. Like, he says well, that the the billions of sparks were gone, but he didn't say exactly how. Yeah. So, d- does... does b- Before all this happened, mm-hmm. does anything live on Cybertron other than the Transformer robots? Like, was there yeah. was there flora and fauna on this world at some point? Prior so, to this series, it was not really assumed that there was. Yeah, it it has been assumed that Cybertron has always been a me, like meta, metallic robotic planet. Yeah, it usually like, looks like the Death Star. Yeah, and not drawn as well. <laughs> I think that it was this series that has put that into doubt, and it, I think it depends on how much uh, writers from this point on wish to do with that. Because, I mean, what was it like? Was it Energon or Cybertron that there was like a beast planet that had like um, robotic beasts or something on it? I think it was Cybertron. One One I think it was two. Cybertron, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, it's, it's as far as I know, like none of, none of the G1 stuff ever mentioned uh, anything, basically any, any carbon-based life form on, on the planet. 
plant wise or other. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Even the even the creators of the Transformers in G one were again a type of robotic being. They weren't actually biological. So. Okay. But that's a whole other thing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um. So I know we've got. A f- I think we've got a couple of questions as well as Casey sent us a news post. Mm-hmm. Do you guys want to take a quick break and then we'll get to those and that should be wrapping it up. I think that sounds okay. good to me. Sure. Sure. Okay. We'll take a quick break and then we'll be right back. Welcome, monsieur. Sit yourself down and meet the best innkeeper in town. As for the rest, all of them crooks, rooking the guests and cooking the books. Seldom do you see. And we're back. And once again, we have a news post provided to us from Lady K. Hirsch on Twitter, Casey. Uh, she opens up by saying, hey there, Beasties. Recent birthday girl, Casey, here once again. I'm excited. Happy birthday, to- Casey. Yes, happy, happy birthday, birthday, Casey. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited to bring another news post for all of you to enjoy this week. But there isn't really much news to share. Maybe Megatron is suppressing Transformers news so us dirty organics don't get to see the hot new info. Probably yet. There's only there's only one item on here if you hadn't delayed your recording of this part yeah, of I, this I, episode. Um, for those who don't re- don't know, just a peek behind the curtain again. Uh, we are recording this on a Friday evening rather than a Monday. Uh, so, so yeah, it's a little bit later than what we normally record, and there hasn't been much more news, unfortunately. But we did put up the question posts on Monday just so yeah, try and keep a consistency yeah. of something. Uh, so, first up, uh, we've got in some new stock images of Starscream, Optimus, Grimlock, and Hot Rod slash Rodimus for the Power of the Primes. Uh, those were, and we've got some pictures. I'll make sure I link those. I've been good about the past couple of weeks posting the pictures and links so i'll make sure that i post them this week um nothing really new here but dang if uh if uh she isn't hyped for these good looking toys they're good toys i like them yeah yeah and uh, she says maybe Kendall can appreciate them a bit more now that he's seen the movie and actually knows some of these characters i both like how uh the optimus and rodimus actually come with like a key to them matrix yes. of leadership like it it's different for each but it's still you know recognizable yeah yeah i thought it was pretty cool too uh she goes on to say uh in Saturn news uh she has a follow-up on a previous reporting of transformers making it to the finals for being added to the toy hall of fame Sadly, it had once again lost out on this opportunity. It was beaten out by the Wiffle Ball, Clue, and Paper Airplanes. Oh, So I... two, two years in the finals and two years it has been defeated by others. Maybe three times the charm, only time I'm will tell. I'm mad it didn't beat Paper Airplanes. Who, who did it, who did it yeah. lose to last time? I, I don't uh, know. I it wasn't, it wasn't Sand, was it? Because sand, sand was this year as well. Oh my god! No, but I think there was. Wasn't there like Lego? Did it, or people something? didn't invent sand. Fuck off! Well, like, that's still, that's still, I still. Here's the thing. I, I I buy into the idea that like 
toy can kind of encompass basically anything that kids almost universally have enjoyed playing with. Yeah. Like I buy paper airplanes getting in. I buy wiffle balls getting in very, very easily. Mm-hmm. Clue. Uh, I mean, if you're if if we're including board games as toys, Clue, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, have there have other board games gotten in? Because I don't think Clue I, would be my first pick. I think um, Candyland has, or at least has been nominated a few times. Because I was gonna say, like, if we're if we're going with, because here's the thing, Candyland, obviously, not actually a very good board game. It plays itself, but as far as like a toy for very little kids, like, yeah, Candy, yeah, Candyland's a pretty good pick, I would say. Yeah. So the there were twelve. There were 12 finalists this year. Um, Matchbox Cars, My Little Pony, Risk, the aforementioned Paper Airplane, Wiffle Ball, Clue, uh, the Magic 8-Ball, the Pez Candy Dispenser, uh, Play Food, so like, you know, that classic food, Sand, Transformers, and... I hate Sand. (laughs) I hate uh, Sand. It gets everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) What makes you think about Sand again? Like I said, it, it's like, okay, all those other things, people invented that. Sand is just a thing that exists. It, it kind and of like, makes sense to me because, like, people will get, like, sandboxes to put in their homes, I in their know, backyards. I know, but, like, kids play with branches, too. Why aren't, like, sticks on there? Like, just branches. Uh, sticks probably got it last bridge. year. Yeah, this, this list is <laughs> dumb. Hoop and stick probably is already in there. Like, but, but I mean, like, literally just, like, a tree branch is a toy as much as sand is. Yeah. I, mean, I I actually kind of buy the the idea of sand because like you can build you build sand castles and stuff like that. I, no, I mean like sand is a toy. I I get that, but I just think it should be in the Hall of Fame because I mean, like that's not be cla- like, it's not it's like this is a thing with prestige attached to it. Like I, I, guess, I feel like it's I'm, like you can, I don't know you can throw whatever. It, 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 uh, and actually, here's the thing. I'm like, it's not sand that bugs me as far as like, is there a toy? It's the Pez candy dispenser. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty bad. You too. don't play with that. It's just a thing that it's just I, a thing where candy there, comes out. There has been some candy. Like, some it, like you're going to put like a gumball that, machine in it, in the toy. Museum? Like uh, I hear hall of fame and I feel like that is prestige in the toy world. And I don't think sand should get that. I, but... <laughs> man, <laughs> these, I, I, I usually you, don't I care. You want to have some things that aren't like, that aren't like brand names or corporate products. I think you want to have some yeah. stuff that's just like out in the world. Is cardboard I, box on there? It should I think, be. I think I think cardboard box deserves it more than. I think cardboard box actually it is. It was inducted in two thousand five. So what? The cardboard box was inducted in two thousand five. Awesome. Are you joking? I'm sorry. Or is that for real? No, I'm I'm not joking. I'm not smart Excellent. enough to make that up. <laughs> that's that's good. Yeah, that I, should that should that should be in there. I, I I was about to say I think pillow forts should be in there. Uh, you know, like if if we're because like yeah, if we're if we're if we're doing like just Hall of Fame of like things kids play with, like yeah, I think there should be a mix of like yeah, this is a toy that someone invented, and also like this is just a thing kids like to play with. Okay. I'm sorry, Kendall. Go right ahead. I just, I just want to say, I usually don't care about things in the news posts. I care so much less about this than even like the latest <laughs> Rodimus Prime toy. <laughs> like, please, please tell me about, tell me about the new uh, jet that is not Starscream toy that's coming out. <laughs> I don't know yeah, any I'm- other names of Decepticons. I'll 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 mention one last thing about this and then I shall move on. Um the inductees last year were the Fisher Price Little People, 
uh, The Swing, and Dungeons and Dragons. Nice. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Those there were only three inductees last year, and those were the three. So. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm a bit I'm a big fan of The Swing getting in. That's a good. Okay. That's a good pick. Things are legit. So to continue the news post, since news this week is sparse. Uh, Casey is also throwing in a bit of interesting Beast Machines trivia from the TF Wiki. Uh, a practice at the time of Beast Machines was to often have one concept artist design the robot mode and another design the Beast vehicle mode, uh, leading to oh. two forms that are startlingly different from each other and probably <laughs> leading to some hellish nightmares for the engineering department. Um, also, since we talked about the theft of the golden disc last time, and we've now seen Megs in his Beast Machines body, she thought she'd elaborate a bit more on Cryotech from, from the theft of the golden disc. That was a bonus episode that we did, Mike, that sort of was a prequel to Beast Machines. Uh, that's sort of... But it was a fan made, but yeah, also it was, like written off. Like, it was at a con that was official, so they were kind of like, it was approved of by like, Hasbro, Hasbro, but like it also was just a fan thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, as, <laughs> as is mentioned in the episode, uh, Cryotech's toy was an icy blue redesign of Transmetal 2 Megatron. Uh, in universe, uh, this is because he offered to help Megatron remove his organic components, which we see the failed results of in this episode. Uh, this was, of course, just so he could use these experiments to replicate his former protege's powerful Transmetal 2 body for himself. While this worked, the process left Cryotech completely immobilized for an extended period of time, and he didn't recover until after Megatron... He went into cryo-sleep? <laughs> yes. Um... Which, without spoiling specifics, uh, was assisted by research Megatron stole from the disabled Cryotech to be able to conquer the planet. Um, and the whole Beast Machines had saga had started, making him a dirty, impure, organic outlaw. Uh, so he then fled the planet and escaped to New Quintessa, which is the Quintesson homeworld, which is the creators of the Transformers. Um uh, then a bunch of tie-in comic stuff happened that she's not going to go into. So once again, Cryotech's attempt to manipulate his people Megatron for personal gain led to him being secretly double manipulated by said pupil, resulting in the events of a TV series. Uh, in a way, Cryotech is indirectly responsible for the events of both Beast Wars and Beast Machines. And then she closes that off by saying, way to go, you icy dipshit. <laughs> I'm sorry. I see this dipshit is like an awesome uh, yeah. taunt. <laughs> so with that being said, she said, that'll be all for this week. Hope you all have a wonderful weekend and aren't chased down by any drones. So thank you, Casey, for that news post. So yeah, that's what we had for the news post this week. So I guess we should move on to some questions. Yep. And some of them, I think we are kind of interesting here. But, um, we got one from Ryan Buston from the Facebook group. Uh, they went, asked, why do you think that uh, they left Rhinox out, other than that there was not being a toy? And I actually have like a, one possible theory besides, you know, the pragmatic reasons and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, in Beast Wars, uh, Rhinox was kind of a very spiritual uh guru type of character in that series 
Yes. Yeah. And if especially gonna, in the first in the first season, he was. Especially. Yeah. And if they were going to have if they were going to have like someone do that and and if they wanted it, if they wanted it to be prime, they probably could not have Rhinox be there at saying there because it just. I think they realize that the fans and stuff with that would be too would still would be too uh, would not be able to would have like would not be able to suspend the disbelief that the Oracle chose. Uh, primal as the recept of the reception of this task instead of Rhinox. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Rhinox is also the. I mean, he was he was kind of sidelined for a lot of Beast Wars because I mean, he didn't get you know he didn't yeah, get a transmetal body. He didn't get a lot. Of, he didn't have like a a featured story arc or 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 that many. I mean, that's probably why the second two seasons of Beast Wars weren't were bad because he didn't have you didn't have rhinox features you know the best episode of beast wars of course was a rhinox feature um <laughs> the low road um i'm i'm not going to spoil that episode for you mike you should see it yourself because it is truly a cinematic masterpiece um uh, okay i'll get right on that <laughs> um but uh but no but like i i mean i think he's kind of a like he's definitely a in retrospect a fan favorite but he was not I mean he's probably of the I mean he was yeah he's the only one that didn't get any sort of upgrades throughout the whole series that was there at the beginning and he's kind of you know he didn't have a lot going on at this point so it does you know if they have to cut down the cast I mean he's he's kind of the obvious one to cut yeah him or Which I mean him or Black Arachnia but then you know then you don't have a well, I mean Black, Black Arachnia uh, yeah see, Black Arachnia was pre-central character for like season two and three right 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 no no no. i'm not saying i'm I'm just saying like you couldn't cut optimus and cheetor and rat trap are are pretty like pretty essential um as dynamic second in command one being the the uh wise guy you know dissident and the bright-eyed bushy-tail recruit growing up Mm-hmm. Kind it's of just, thing. Yeah, I don't know. I just I get the sense that I get the sense that those are. The, I mean, that's you know, you have the, you know of the original Maximals. You know, think about you know, and and yeah, they did want to. I mean, it does make sense to have Black Arachnia in. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like, if you have to cut it down to four, it's either going to be this four, or it's going to be the original four with mm-hmm. with Rhinox instead of Black Arachnia. Yeah. Then we're on the ship. Yeah, the yeah that we're on the ship. Okay. Yeah, makes sense. Anyone else have any suggestions? Or- Why do you think they cut Rhinox out, Mike? Because <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> they didn't so have I, a toy I, ready. What was what was Rhinox's like deal? Like, is he was he, he was a rhino? He was a rhino. He was, okay, he was basically like the tech. He was the tech guy uh and he was kind of second in command but he never actually pushed it like so was it was he like like the big dude with like a deep voice yes Yes. and he had two uh two chain uh, guns cartoon laws uh like state that the big guy with the deep voice uh has to be the fat comic relief character the vast majority of the time and like they finally caught up with the show's writers and clamped down on that shit. And it's like you have to make him stupid or you have to cut him. And they were just like, we're not going to make him stupid. So off he goes. 
Okay. I sure. could buy that too. That why not? That's I mean as good treason as any. Yeah. Well, next question. <laughs> okay, so uh we have from Futch Leggy Hurts Cassidy. I don't think you can see me do the air quotes. Uh, but at what is cosplay ask, what are the Maximals fa- fave musicals? <laughs> Fuck. Um, uh, Cheeto has never seen a musical because he's a teenager. No, 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 He's like, okay, yeah, I'll just, I'll just buy the the, the soundtrack, uh, and like, yeah, he got super into it for a little while, and then that was that. Like for the same reason as why I I was going to say he he liked Rent, but yeah, that Hamilton's more. No, 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 yes, no, no. This isn't Rant, ten years ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that that's the problem. I've Jordan, I'm old too now, um, and uh, <laughs> I've discovered like there were like four times today that I made reference to something as if it was in current pop culture that literally happened 10 years ago. So I feel the pain. Uh, I think, uh, I mean, rat trap is, I I think for real though, rat trap likes rent because all of those characters are insufferable. And so is he, (laughs) I actually was thinking that he would like, um, either the producers or a funny thing happened on the way to the forum, just because, you know, it's basically looking, making people in charge look bad. Yeah. I was going to say, so I was going to say for Rat Trap, uh, Guys and Dolls, but now I'm thinking, oh. guys, is Guys and Dolls even a musical? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's an old one. <laughs> I don't uh, remember if, I don't. Yeah. I, I mean, I've seen Guys and Dolls. I just don't remember if there were any songs in it. Yeah. It, it, but here's the thing. Rat Traps, I, I, I still insist that Rat Traps' favorite musical is Rent. He tells people his favorite musical is the producers, though. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, I'm really not sure about Optimus. Optimus or, or, is yeah. super into spam a lot. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, he 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 loves the 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 oddball comedy musicals, uh, spam a lot, Avenue Q. He was he was a big proponent of that one. Um, I've got one Optimus from Megatron. Doesn't have a sense of humor at all, though. No, no, no. Mm. He he himself doesn't have a sense of humor. That doesn't mean he doesn't he can't understand humor when he sees it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I kind of feel like he likes like lame or something. I think yeah. I was gonna say I was gonna say Optimus. You know, he's into maybe maybe Oklahoma, just some, <laughs> something like like a a more like a a more old timey. Yeah, like a more yeah like a, music man. Yeah, or music Sorry. man or something. My yeah. fair lady, hello Dolly, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Can I can I uh, throw in my suggestion for Megatron? Yes. Okay. I'd say Little Shop of Horrors for Megatron, and he roots for the plant the entire show. Well, I mean, yeah. he, he wins, so. Yeah. Plant yeah. wins. <laughs> Black Arachnia, weirdly enough, hair. Not <laughs> <laughs> Phantom of the Opera. I feel, I feel like, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, Phantom of the Opera. She might have, she might also be uh, like something trendy, like, like Rent or, or, uh, like maybe she liked Rent before Black it was Rackney cool. Black would hate Rent. I feel like she'd yeah. be like, "What are these insufferable whiny pricks?" <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I well, first of all, I don't agree with your assessment of Rent. 
Uh, oh, oh God! Do you I like mean, Rent, Kendall? Yes, Holm? it's oh. it's like pretty much my oh, favorite we can't musical. Can't be friends anymore. Oh, <laughs> sorry, I, I hate Rent. I mean, too. it's it's it is. I mean, there also. I mean, there is a degree of self awareness in Rent. I mean, they are. Is there? Isn't there really? Is there? Isn't like I don't like I don't know. I've only seen the movie. It did not look like they had any self awareness in that movie. I was gonna okay. say the movie. I Real think. No, no, Real go quick ahead. question, and, and I'm going to open it up to all of the all of the characters, including Beast Wars. Like just just for the scope of this question, I have to know who's into Jesus Christ Superstar. Ooh, Optimus Prime. I th- yeah. I think Optimus would be like. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about Prime, but I know Optimus Prime would be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have to go with Jordan. I think. It wouldn't wouldn't necessarily be primal, but I think definitely G1 Optimus Prime would be. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the some others too. Problem is, is that the a lot of the musicals that I always think of a lot when would come to mind are Sondheim, and those are those are kind of more dark tones. So I don't think they would go with. Uh, Black Rackman like That's what I was thinking. Like, who would like Sweeney Todd? Maybe Black Rackman would like Sweeney Todd. Yeah, that's yeah. what. Yeah, she's dark. What, yeah. what about Wicked? Oh, Ooh. I, th- I think I she'd think like Black that Rackman. too. <laughs> um, no, I think they would all have better taste than that. Oh. <laughs> Someone who likes Rent? Mm, I don't yeah, know. Doesn't like Okay, who Pretty likes young. Chicago? <laughs> I don't know. All Chicago. that jazz. That seems like a rat trap joint to yeah, me. That, yeah. that seems like something rat trap would enjoy. I'm just kind of naming musicals at this point. <laughs> no, but it's 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 probably one of the best ways of doing it because really, if you just think about the sound, I think Silverbolt to... likes Moulin Rouge. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, Silverbolt would have bad taste. <laughs> Oh man, Moulin Rouge uh, is off. Who's into uh, Who's into the Wiz? Oof. I was gonna say the reason it's silver gold, like Rhinox, because he's black. He's... Uh. I knew you were gonna say that, Kendall. <laughs> um, not I was gonna... black. I was going to say Moulin Rouge uh, is like so corny and like earnest, like Silverbolt is. Yeah. that he would yeah. like it. Yeah. Um, trying to think of any other oh, musicals you know what? I know. I mean, we've named the like the ton. Because of the, tr- of, because of the brass and t- trumpets. Nice. Oh, God. Who's typing out looking <laughs> for more musicals? No, I'm not. I'm just typing oh, out okay. a message okay. somebody. I mean, we've named a ton. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So unless yeah. there's any, like, in particular, I guess we can move on to the final question. Yeah. Which I hinted at earlier. From Gwen at Witsuaru. Uh, Hi, why Gwen. Would... Hi, Gwen. Hi, Gwen. Why would Hi, someone... Gwen. <laughs> <laughs> Michael. <laughs> why would someone not want to be a sweet dragon? I don't know. I can't yeah. think of a reason. Yeah. I mean, we've 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 actually kind of said, uh, like me and Kendall especially have kind of said that Megatron is definitely unhinged at this yeah. point. So he's definitely not in a very uh clear mind here because mm-hmm. obviously if he was he would not want to give, give up being a dragon yeah i agree 
Also, um, by the way, Mike, uh, Megatron, aside from being able to, to breathe the fire that you saw in this episode, in yeah. Beast Wars, he also had ice breath as well. Oh, Somehow. Cool. Um, super red. I will say that I honestly do know someone in real life who doesn't like dragons, and I don't understand that person, but I guess they wouldn't want to be a dragon. Okay, okay so maybe he suddenly became fearful of dragons somehow or or disdain them maybe things are too like they're too overdone like, oh, yeah they're, they're, they're too mainstream <laughs> dragons now he also just hates like to organic stuff in general so maybe he played a noted playstation 3 flagship title lair and was like <laughs> oh man dragons suck actually <laughs> but see now all we have to do is get him to play horde and he'd realize dragons are awesome that's <laughs> true Oh my god, now we need a Let's Place episode dedicated strictly to dragon games. They already placed those games. Yeah, well, they, there's they, other games with dragons. Yeah, there's Dragon's Lair. They're Inspire yet. Dragon's Lair Dragon 2? No, Dragon's Lair 2 was about time travel, though. That's that's the thing. Did it actually have it's a dragon the, in it? It's in the title, though. Yeah, but I'm trying <laughs> those to Those are the only two games about dragons left. So, I mean, it's not a, <laughs> there's not a... There are no dragons. Panzer Dragoon. Don't forget Panzer Dragoon on the Sega Saturn. Oh God, yeah! Don't forget Panzer Dragoon. <laughs> okay, but seriously, that is that is an exhaustive list. That is all. There are the, four Panzer Dragoon games, are, aren't there? Like three yeah, or four. Yeah, there was. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I mentioned Spyro. Oh, I guess I've never heard uh, you say you Spyro. Guys oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. Spyro counts too. But yeah, then, oh, yeah, there's a shitload of Spyro games. And also because of Panzer Dragoon, technically Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed counts, too. Hmm. <laughs> that game there is go. very good. Is it, it, there's a dragon in Sonic the Black Knight. <laughs> <laughs> there is. There is. The game where Sonic dons, a, dons fucking Excalibur and it turns out he's literally King Arthur. Sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember there was supposed to be like a whole series of like these are like for the series for the Wii, these are the Sonic storybook games. And they all I made two of them. Rings. They made an Arabian Knights one and a, and a King Arthur one, and then they stopped. I didn't what? know that. Yeah, yeah. Sonic and the Secret Rings is like that was their whole pitch is like this side series that we're doing for the Wii that's going to be like motion control based is each one is going to involve Sonic getting like sucked into some storybook and like we're going to use the same cast of characters each time and kind of remix it a little bit. And yeah, Sonic and the Secret Rings is supposed to be uh, uh, a thousand Arabian Nights, Arabian Nights. Yeah. and then uh, fucking the, the Sonic and the Black Knight is supposed to be King Arthur is well, the see, deal. It's a fan of myth and legend and stuff like that. I would actually like to play those games. But I'm guessing they didn't. They weren't too I, good. I, I, I like Secret Rings. I don't. Yeah, I never Secret, play Black Secret Knight. Rings was was tolerable once you got used to the motion controls. And plus, once you mm. got enough upgrades, that the motion controls worked better, which is yeah, bad. Yeah, that was, that, that's the, the real thing that, that that sucked is you had oh. to buy like there's an upgrade system in that game, and you had to get you had to earn tighter controls and more accurate <laughs> controls in Ooh. a motion control based game. Yeah, yeah, that, that oh. was bad. I'm not going to lie that there's bad things about Secret Rings, but I feel like once you yeah. get into the game, it's pretty fun. Yeah, on the whole, actually. The game, like, I think it was a good game, but there were two things. They were kind of torpedoing it, and unfortunately, they're two very, very big things. One is just the fact that it's a motion control game, and those just generally kind of suck. Uh, and two, it's the fact that you hear the same like opening bit of the same song every time you load into <laughs> any kind of menu whatsoever. Secret Rings were born. 
Make police so, report, 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 report. <laughs> over and over again. It's not even a very good theme. I mean, it I is, know. but you actually like get to hear the rest of it. But maybe I'm first, soured like, on it because yeah. yeah. When you hear the first ten seconds of it over and over and over and over again, it becomes a problem. Mm-hmm. Black Knight looks. It doesn't look great. I don't know. It doesn't look. I. I it looks like. It's pretty bad, but it's a it lot really, more combat focused, which uh, it, well, is yeah, not you have a sword all for Sonic, and then and you also, add the motion controls. It's also really bland looking, like it's really gray and brown. All well, right, uh, Emily, do you have anything you'd like to plug? <laughs> <laughs> are we on the questions? Uh, we are now. Quince, Quince was the okay, last fine. Okay, uh, well, let's have the get let's have the guest plug first. Oh, uh, okay, sure. Uh, you can hear me on a few things right here on Audio Entropy. You can hear me on Teenagers with Attitude. Uh, you can hear me on Home for Infinite Losers, which is uh, about uh, – those two shows are about Power Rangers and Dragon Ball respectively, and they both also have Emily on them. Uh, you can hear me on Going Pear-Shaped, which is a just sort of an all-purpose talk about whatever we feel like show that I do with my buddy Matt. Uh, we usually just end up talking about nerd shit like video games, but like you know, sometimes we do – sometimes we end up talking about wacky things like – weird Norwegian children's movies we found on Netflix at three in the morning. I actually watched that movie. That is holy crap. Was that thing weird? Oh boy. (laughs) It's something seriously folks. uh, Check out episode 30 of going pear shaped. If you're looking for an episode to start with, because that's where we talk about bold eagles and it's, it's fucking (laughs) something. Uh, And you can also just uh, find me on Twitter at Mike loves rabbit. Um, I mostly just retweet stuff, but there's a lot of pictures of bunnies, politics, shit posting, and also just stuff about the network, really. Yep. Sam, how about you? Okay. Um, I, you can catch me on other audience podcasts that let Michael mention already, and I will update in Pursuit of Passions this month. I'm so sorry <laughs> I didn't do it last month. Uh, I'll get on that, and you can catch me on Twitter at This Is Emeralds, and on da- on Tumblr, dangertrail.tumblr.com is my Tumblr art blog yeah jordan how about you um so i believe jesse cooper's curio cats are on a break for all for now that's why he hasn't been putting things out i know that uh darren husted's been playing out the prince track by track they're already like on album 10 i believe oh wow and they're that and in a couple of like after this, like in a couple of weeks or so, they're going to be getting to the to the Batman album that Prince had to do. So, oh, nice. I bet you there's going to be some fun, inter- interesting facts about that. Mm. Um, oh again, wow, how's how's Darren doing? I haven't talked to him since the Talking Cast. Yeah, uh, since, uh, uh, as as, no, since Cast Next Door. That's what we were doing. As far as I know, he's been doing good. He's still he's been uh, helping produce and edit a bunch of podcasts and doing this side project uh, off and on uh, for a while now. Uh, I think he he's been taking a break from uh, I've made a huge mistake because they still have like a couple more episodes of season four to go, but uh, he's because there's so much he's literally doing each like self-published or Prince published song from his albums like track by track. It's a lot of work, even though that most of the episodes don't usually go over thirty minutes. Okay, sometimes they're actually shorter, mm-hmm. but um. I also want to remind folks that my friend Dan Howard is uh, still working on Game Apartment 1C and, you know, uh, streaming on Twitch on Friday, on Friday nights, which is, you know, it's a lot of fun. He knows he knows a lot about this 
show and he's he's kind of fun to talk to while while he streams so cool. just want to plug that too awesome Kendall, how about you okay so i've been busy um first of all you have uh, been busy yeah, yeah. first of all uh, i released my uh christmas album christmas creep uh you can find it uh on you can listen to it on YouTube. Uh, K Hallman is my YouTube name, or you can go to kendallhallman.bandcamp.com to download the parts that you're legally allowed to download off of Bandcamp. Um, <laughs> and uh, also, I hit episode 10 with my podcast, Waiting Here for Every Man, this week. Uh, I interviewed an old friend from college named uh, Jason Baumgartner, who is a, uh, a music teacher in a uh, school in the middle of nowhere in Ohio. And he's uh, had some ups and downs with that. And, mm-hmm. uh, the thing I'm most excited for is just, uh, today or yesterday. If you're listening to this, when it posts, um, my new podcast with my wife and sister-in-law, uh, that's what we called music, uh, where we are reviewing, uh, track by track, uh, the, uh, now that's what I call music, uh, series of uh, CDs or whatever. Also, uh, the theme song for this fucking podcast is based on a song from Rent. So, screw you guys. <laughs> I mean, I'm not disputing the quality of the songs. It's just, it's not, it's not, the story's not, it's not good. Yeah. It's really good. <laughs> it's no. Okay, anyway. Hey. I can't weigh in on this because I basically obsessively listened to it in high school. So, I mean, I haven't seen it in forever, so I cannot remember the entirety of it. So I am refraining from giving an opinion because it would not be informed whatsoever. Yeah. Like I'd honestly have to watch it a couple of times now to actually give a good opinion on it. Yeah. Um, as always, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash group slash Warren beast. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Warren beast. And uh, if you have any questions, you can send them to us on either of those. Or if you're old fashioned, you can send them to us via email uh, with our Gmail account, warrenbeastpodcast at gmail.com. Ha! Second week in a row, I didn't say at the start of it. Hooray! So so when are you guys going to, like, find balance between the war and the beast and then, like, do your henshin? Ooh. (laughs) That's a good question. I think I already have. (laughs) (laughs) uh probably be towards the end of the season i'd say (laughs) um as well if uh if you want to follow me i am on twitter uh at greg c m u n mainly it's just retweets for audio entropy the occasional funny thing i might see on twitter lots of dog things and the occasional thing to do with the martial art that I'm involved in. Um, one last thing, one last shout out. I'm trying to remember if I mentioned it last week. I don't think I, well, I mentioned that the stream was going to happen last week. The stream has happened and it went quite well. M and you, Mike, you both did an insanely large amount of time on it. I was there for a few hours on Saturday um, I was on we, the stream for 25 hours. Yes. <laughs> Good work. <laughs> um, but we successfully raised uh, past the goal that we had of $1,000. I think, what was the, the final I think the total, final total was 1070 yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thank you to everybody who, who watched, who commented, who donated, 
it is greatly appreciated and I'm sure that the money will be uh, used very well with the the folks with Extra Life to to help out those hospitals in the Children's Miracle Network. Uh, so again, and thank we, you all. Yeah, we will try to plan more in advance next year. Yeah, <laughs> this is kind of a last second thing. Like, hey guys, we've been talking for a year about wanting to do this next time, and next time is here. So maybe we ought to maybe it's like, oh shit, fill out that that spreadsheet for the schedule we got. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there it is. Another week down, second episode of this series in. So yeah, certainly something. So for War and Beast, I have been Greg. I've been Emily. I've been Jordan. Sorry, I've been Kendall. Stuff. And I've been Mike, I think. <laughs> Let's roll, folks.